Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's edition of the Super Ad MMA Show. I'm Jack Aaron Stoops, and as always, I will be joined by my good friend Mel Brown. This week, we talk about all kinds of MMA stuff. We talk about Zingano appealing her loss to Megan Anderson, Till and Masvidal, what an absolutely baller fight that would be. We talk about Woodley wanting to go up the middleweight. We talk about Jason Knight getting cut. Oh, we talk about Mackenzie Dern staying at straw weight. We talk about Nate going after Khabib, Sean O'Connell being a millionaire now. We talk about all kinds of stuff. On top of that, we have our Saints and Sinners. And, of course, we will be previewing the UFC ESPN Plus One card with Cejudo and Dillashaw right at the top. So please, please stay tuned. Check it out. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Let's get cooking. Everybody underestimates the kick in the groin. That's fucking illegal. Bro, you're not even famous yet. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. What we're on the road to find Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. Mel Brown, brother, what is happening? A lot is happening. A lot is happening. Well, Brexit may or may not be happening if we're going by the, the news today. Well, that's true. So hopefully um, after these next few hours, you'll have a more detailed and thorough understanding of the uh, tense political climate surrounding Brexit within well, it, the United Kingdom. It is, of course, what we're here to talk about today. Today's podcast is a Brexit special. and All we will be discussing is the pros and the cons of Brexit. Pros. Do you want to start? No, okay. Joking aside, though, we are back for another episode of the Super Rad MMA Show. Um, we, of course, have to thank our lovely sponsors over at nisupplements.com. Um, they are the place to go and get all your supplementary needs for your diet. Um, if you want peaks on peaks on peaks. Absolutely. Stacks on stacks on muscle. Um, they are helping us get ready for our fights, which are happening on the 3rd of March. Um, and they are not only lovely people, but we are pleased to offer you 10% off Biotech US products. We personally do use the Biotech US products. They've been hand-selected by uh, Peter there uh, for us. Uh, the, the Biotech US protein in particular, which is low-carb, and for me as a type 1 diabetic, um, I got the diabetes. Um, you got the diabetes. It is, a, it is a wonderful product that is helping us with our delayed onset muscle soreness, the dreaded DOMS. Um, they do all kinds of nutritional goodies and uh, they have world-class advice. It is also international shipping. Uh, so do please check out nisupplements.com. So we have a mixed bag of uh, stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we Yet uh, another dreary weekend has passed without a major MMA card. Yes, thankfully that is coming to an end this week. We have uh, the first one, well, first one since the big one, isn't it? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, no, it's the first one on ESPN. Not that that, I don't think, particularly matters to us here in the UK, but... No, not overly. Um, but it does, I mean, it does help, um, the, you know, the, the promotion of the sport, having it on what is ultimately the largest sports network in America, really. I can't see how it's going to be a bad thing for them. Were they previously on ESPN? There's a good question. Maybe a long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, because I think I sort of remember back when uh, we used to watch it here on Satanta Sports. Oh, yes. Now, there's a throwback. Um, I thought there was a an ESPN show, but I could be wrong. Oh, Drinks of the Week. 
drinks. drinks of the week for our lovely listeners who know we always talk about what drinks we have. It's just started off as a bit of a joke and it's kind of continued. We have a bit of a role reversal this week, Mel. It's probably our most successful segment. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I have handed in my bottle of water this week for... Uh, let me describe this. This is uh, Lidl, which is a German brand supermarket here. Um, a bit like um, Aldi. Yep. Uh, I'm not really sure of an American equivalent. Like Target? Something like that, yeah. Well, their best budget energy drink, uh, Kong Strong Wild Power. And I am certainly harnessing the power of uh, of Kong right now. <laughs> that looks like AIDS in a can. Yeah. Uh, Sugar-free, sugar high caffeine, you know, keeping keep me buzzed, keeping me going for this. Caffeine sends my anxiety uh, and then after the tailspin. It yeah. sounds ridiculous because I'm planning to fight someone, but... Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'll fight someone in a cage, but I can't have a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah drink that latte, you pussy. Um, but yeah, full of uh, vitamin B6 and B12. Um, tastes like every other energy drink you've ever had. Um, cost me 25 of the Queen's pennies, so... That's, that's, yeah, so that, that probably is made from AIDS then? It probably, yeah, just, you know... Well, I've swapped with you as uh, I am actually on the water. Uh, I have not been drinking enough water, so I've decided. I actually invested in a BPA-free, a two and a half liter old. Well, it looks a bit like a. It's just a big old jug, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a tankard, big nearly. old, big old tankard with a handle. Um, so I am, I'm on the H two O today. Dude, you're stupid for paying without BPA. You're missing out. Yeah, free chemicals, right? I know. Exactly. I feel mugged yeah. off. You are. Like, should be getting cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> should have got them. But um, no, I mean, of course, we're getting ready for a fight. So I think that being hydrated is uh, probably not a bad idea. Yeah, Just, remember, folks, if you're preparing for a fight, 500 mils of water a day during training camp. See you, see you right. <laughs> to get that TJ Dillashaw look. Yeah, when you're just pissing syrup. Who, by the way, like... Looks like looks like AIDS. Looks like the AIDS has got him. He doesn't... He does, I must admit that I, I last week did try and defend him a little bit, but he's not looking great this week, to be fair. He's really not. Um, but I'm confident he's going to make weight. Uh, I think that we should be worried about T. Uh, I'm not TJ... Um, Henry? Suhudu, yeah, I think we should be worried about old Hanky. He looks ridiculous, he, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's on in that, some shape. He's on that Mexican beef that Canelo got on. Oh, no, I think he's actually been travelling to Australia to get the, uh, the, the same kangaroo, kangaroo meat that, yeah. uh, that Frank Mayer's on. I think he's carrying too much muscle, to be honest. Uh, he could be. Well, we'll he's find a, out. Yeah, he's always been quite a heavy set guy for... For flyweight, I don't know. This is different. Like he's definitely. I still maintain I would rather have seen this fight at bantamweight. It just makes more sense since the UFC are supposedly doing away with flyweight. It would make sense that the existing flyweight champion gets to essentially jump the queue. Well, Dillashaw's coach came, or not Dillashaw, um, Sahudu's coach came out and said something that makes absolute sense to me, which is if TJ misses weight, the fight should be for the bantamweight strap. Just you know. I think the, the secret to this is that you just get both belts, you hang them 15 feet above the octagon, and you turn it into a ladder match, and everything's on the line. I love it. I absolutely love it. I wonder how a real-life ladder match would look. Like, without the, like, you know, t- two minutes of lying around after a power slam. Like, I wonder how badly you'd have to beat the piss out of someone to actually be able to climb a ladder and get the belt. See, I think the opposite. I think it's just <laughs> whichever one of those guys can climb a ladder faster. Why would you, like... 
you used to watch wrestling, used to fuck around at the top, trying to grasp at the belts, and they're swaying and taking a rest halfway up the ladder. Like, how quickly can you scale a ladder? No, no, but someone. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Is someone would have to be. So if 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 it was a ladder match, one person would be climbing it, and the other person would shove the ladder over. Right. That's how a real one would would go. Yeah. So. Yes, you're right, but you would need to at least yeah, immobilize or knock someone out to quickly set the ladder up and then bolt up it as quick as you could. But it I would wonder... probably look like a standard MMA fight <laughs> during the decision you would climb a ladder. Yeah, or <laughs> just like, just, yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, good friends um, of the podcast um, are, are training over in Team Cabon at the minute, uh, guys that we actually train with. Um, in, in the MMA gym we train in and, and big up the old IFS crews a couple of guys there we just want to wish them uh, good luck with their training um, big Mindaugas Gurves training there um, just saw Mickey Doran's yep snoring Facebook snoring or, or whatever social media was on so I'm standing beside a certain Mr. Darren Till who's uh, probably a decent training partner I would say I mean he's probably not bad but uh, both those guys um, well not both those guys actually is Mindy fighting you know, he is fighting for Bellator isn't he yeah, yeah. Big Mendogus fighting for Bellator. Um, and as we said, leave him snoring, Mickey Doran. Um, Making his professional debut in Bellator. Absolutely. But uh, good man. Keep up the good work. We hope that Liverpool is treating you well. It's a wonderful city. I absolutely freaking love it there. If anyone hasn't had the chance to go there, by the way, from the UK or elsewhere, fucking go. It's amazing. Yeah, loads of my mates bounced there uh, for uni and ended up staying. But I just sort of think, like, it's like as close as you can get to Belfast without it kind being of Belfast. Yeah. D- Bob, it's just Belfast without. Belfast with a worse accent. Doc Town, like, loads of... Right, so interesting. Here's a fact of the podcast for you. The term scouser comes from the fact that scouse is a stew that was served in the port. So whenever uh, people docked in Liverpool port, they would Good go day, and get sir, a bowl of scouse. In, in Liverpool, could you, you know, help me out with a, a bowl of scouse? Correct. There you go. So there's your fact of the podcast. Anyway, I think it's about time, isn't it, that we get on to the news. <laughs> time for us to break down the little bits little pieces bits and pieces bits and pieces if you don't know that song it's a song from the 60s it's way older than both of us combined yeah. in fact it's actually by who sings that now that's going to annoy me is it the something trio or the something the Dave Clark 5 oh, there I thought you it, go I thought it was Nate Dog. the Dave <laughs> give us your best Nate Dog impression then go on I doubt if I probably get lynched <laughs> it is it is indeed look there's the video in black and white just googled it 1964 bits and pieces why i know that considering i don't like the song is beyond me but alas we move on to the little bits and pieces of news did you see gordon ryan says his ultimate goal is to be the best in mma that's a scary thought um it is and my response to that would be yeah uh, yeah you, you could well be he's gonna be 23 um, yeah. Not sure he'd pass a drug test though. No, I was about to say he's got that uh, that standard top level nogi Brazilian Jiu Jitsu competitor look, and by look I mean oozing kangaroo meat. Yeah, or HGH or whatever the hell they're on. Um, I think they're on bit of this, bit of that. Yeah, little from column A, little from column yeah, B. Yeah, I'd maybe if I was him, maybe start out in uh, one or Bellator. You know, somewhere where it's a bit more lax. Um, but yeah. Good for him. Scary, scary thought. He's a big dude as well, is he not? He is, yeah. 
is he's been training for uh, two months apparently I'd be really curious to sit in on one of his training sessions and be just a fly on the wall see how that looks like the idea of him learning the fucking imagine him throwing a leg kick at you Oof. well he might take to it or he might not but well, when you're when you're that good like hit. very true but when you're that good at, at grappling like you gotta keep him the hell away from you like if he even gets close you're, yeah, you're in Foxville yeah a bit like, like a Ryan certain, Hall a bit like Ryan Hall and a bit like uh, Ben Askren Khabib yeah. no well more submission threat I'm thinking uh, Danis like Danis oh fuck Dylan Danis yeah in fact Gordon Ryan would be the far more successful scarier version of I've what, said it before but Dylan Danis looks like an on the spectrum Kermit the Frog yeah it's something about his mouth he's very Guys, just a terrible, terrible person. Speaking of which, did you see him going after Jake Shields? Yeah, that went well. Um, yeah, so what was it? He posted a picture of him with like a, a rear naked back, choke yeah. position on his back. Like, hugging my son. And Jake Shields' response was... It's like, you didn't even win that. Like, I beat you at your own sport. And I am old enough to be your actual dad. Yeah. I That's a fight I wouldn't mind seeing happen. Jake Shields would fucking destroy has, him. Has Jake Shields retired? No. No? Is no, he still going? He's still going. He went in a bit of a bad run. Oh, he just yeah. he just got iced by yeah, in the in the PF, no, PFL. No, PFL. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I can't remember the guy's name. We beat him twice on the bounce. Yes, um, he's Russian, isn't he? No, something Cooper. Oh yes, his son wasn't it? it was Ray Cooper? Is it Ray Cooper's son? Might have been. I cannot remember. Um. I will. I will get to the Googles. Um, the Google, yeah, Ray Cooper the third batters Jake Shield for TKO revenge. Um, yeah, I mean, Shields. Shields is still his fight style is is you know. Yeah, I don't think Danis would have anything close to the threat on the feet to uh, to give him trouble. Uh, speaking of Jake Shields, he's uh, he's yeah. a funny record. He looks like he's our friend Dave Hill's dad. He does. Hello, Dave. Um, thanks. Dave has been helping get us get ready for a fight, so a big hello and thank you to him again. But um, yeah, I mean, it, he's a funny record, uh, Jake Shields. You know, like you know, he you, could be one of the best fighters to never win the UFC title. Well, he lost to GSP, lost to Jake Allenberger, lost to Hector Lombard, lost to, lost to Paul Harris. Uh, lost to John Fitch, you know. Um, oh yeah, no, but I mean, like the like a few of those were on. I would say, you know, maybe beat T Wood. He probably fought GSP even slightly too late. Um, he was sort of a, he was a bit of a killer, was he? In, uh, he had a bit good run in Strike Force. Didn't I don't know he? if he fought him too late. He was thirty two when he fought GSP. Oh, I thought he was older than that. Then no, you know he's forty now, and that was I mean that was about seven or eight years ago. Yes, he's in his early. He's actually in his prime. He wouldn't have been any older than thirty three. So. Um, but I mean, look, losing to GSP, everyone fucking loses to GSP. Apart from Matt Serra. We, we, mini, we mini Butterbean. That's that's very true. And Lightning did not strike twice for him. No. Um, is he a vegan or something, Jake Shields? Like, I thought he was, there's something, like, uh, you know, he is a lifelong vegetarian, according to Wikipedia. Oh, which, fuck him then. Which, uh, of course, is just, you know, the official facts. I must. I, well, I was about to say I was about to get into. Oh, it must be quite difficult being a top professional athlete, getting the, the right amount of protein, being a vegetarian or vegan. No, but I could open a can of worms. And no, no, right. So the, here's, here's neither of us are in I, any way qualified. No, well, so 
veganism, right? Here's my stance on this, right? It's cool, but you don't need to tell me. Like, if you're vegan, that's sweet. Just don't expect me to change my opinion based on yours. Um, but my official stance on it, I have established, is this. This I, is from, I, from the offices of Jack Ironstone. Yes, absolutely. This is not representative of our podcast anyway. This is a purely personal opinion. This message has been approved by Jack Ironstone. <laughs> um, I, I, I do eat some vegan food. Um, and my, my partner... Um, Big Mel, as we call her. Um, not because she's big, she's tiny. Um, but that's, that's I guess that's why. Um, she used to be vegan. And my personal opinion is... But then I'm, she had to quit. She just loved the beef. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, my personal opinion is that as long as it isn't a replacement food, so as in, for instance, make me a vegan chickpea curry. Beautiful. I'll eat that all day. Lovely. Give just me a, a vegan alternative for meat. And you can that fuck tofu off. shit. Yeah, to get the fuck away. Does that mean like three times the fat of actual meat or something? Which is fine if you're like bulking, <laughs> if you're bulking. <laughs> or, or to get the macros in. Bro. Jake Shields, I think, does have. He has a, a good enough fighting style. That he probably could fight on for another handful of years. You know, I mean, he's forty, but he is one of those rare ones that, should he choose to, probably could. Yeah, um, hasn't sustained. Too much, nope, nope. Too much damage. Most of his losses were decisions, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so he lost a decision to GSP. I've just got his record up in front of me now. Um, Jake Allenberger did knock him out. I was just looking way back. I didn't realise they fought Ray Cooper's dad in yes, 2002. Yes, that's, that's what I was saying there, is it was Ray Cooper Jr. It was his, his son. I know, yeah. I just I didn't realise he had fought Ray Cooper way back in the day as well. I actually went one-on-one with him. That's crazy. That he's fought <laughs> the dad and the son. A combined four fights. He is yeah. one and three against the Coopers. Not not a good record. Coopers seem to have his number. Um, Stipe Miocic calling for... Um, it was weird because he said the 20th of March, and I was like, hang on a minute. UFC London's on the 17th, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah, so that's a Saturday, so that makes that a Wednesday. I or think, like Tuesday or something. I some think shit. that's... Uh, so... It's That's, DC's birthday. Yeah, it's DC's yes, birthday. But it did confuse me initially. So Stipe still wants that rematch. You were like, oh, you know, of course, blah, blah, blah. I'm, yeah. I mean, if I was Stipe, I'd still want the rematch. I can't blame him for... Oh, yeah, I just... I, I, of course he wants it. I just don't think he's going to get it. I think he'll get it if the Brock fight doesn't happen. DC has said as much, and DC, as far as I have ever seen, has never lied. He's never told a lie. Um, I don't think so. Not like, not in this sort of context, anyway. No, you know, he doesn't um, strike me as that sort either. I don't know if the Brock fight doesn't happen, I'd be happy with DC just hanging him up, hanging him up. You well, know? he's nothing left to prove. But you know, if he wants to be legit badass, then I think he already is a legit. No, badass. no, he is. But like, if he wants to be like, I don't think the thing with DC is he literally can't improve if on the first Stipe fight if they fought again. You can't be like, oh well, uh, unless you knock him out sooner. Yeah, yeah. Which is what within two minutes or something, you know. So uh, Zingano has appealed. Kat Zingano has appealed. They lost to Megan Anderson. Now, interest. <sighs> no, no. Hang on, hang on. I heard her talk about this, and I actually don't hate on it. Her point with this is not that she is trying to get the loss back. It's that she wants them to look at the rules regarding this. I don't think the rules need changed. Either. I don't think they do either because I guess the point is it's like well how how you could like, you can't stop these like you know what like nobody can intent if someone can intentionally tow someone's eye out, <laughs> well they have a much higher level of skill than anybody on earth. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. 
such a small target area. Um, I kind of applaud that she's got that approach to it. She doesn't actually seem to be bitter. She says that she she just wants to run it back. I can't blame her. I said right away that if I was her, I'd campaign for the rematch. And if Anderson has the you know has a decent Anderson said in her, that she'll you know. she'll give the rematch. Like I think it's both have verbally went there. Well, now, whether the UFC want move to on. do that or they want to move uh, Anderson along in the in the pecking order, it remains to be seen. I just it's not going to get overturned. There was, you know, it was from a legal strike. Um, yep. It's just real, I don't believe in luck, but real shitty chance that that happened. True. Um, Till versus Masvidal seems to be something that could happen at UFC London. We will talk more about this later, but um, just quick thoughts on that fight. I like it. Um, I think... It's a good fight for Till because Masvidal's always down. Super game. I just think he's too big and too good on the feet. I don't think Masvidal has enough of a takedown threat to nullify Till's size advantage. No, Masvidal's spindly off his back, but Till's not going to put him there. No, you know, but he might, but not not from grappling. Um, yeah. I really like that fight. It's gangster AF. Uh, Woodley wants to move up to middleweight by the end of 2019 says that this is, this is the bit that did annoy me says that Whitaker and Gaslam are both true welterweights yeah Buh. yeah no shit Sherlock they're like both well known for being welterweights that just decided that you know what weight cutting's not really for me like I don't yeah. see what relevance that is um you know, like I think Woodley beats both of them. I think Woodley beats both of them too, but there's a difference. That that should be the headline then. Woodley wants to go to middleweight by end of two thousand and nineteen, you know, says he has size advantage and would beat either of those. But being like that's they're, they're welterweights, so that's just dumb. That's, that's a long headline you've just written. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's what? the whole front page. Be accurate. We'll just what about then just Woodley wants to go to middleweight by end of two thousand nineteen? Is that not the headline? No. The headline was Woodley wants to go to middleweight by two, end of 2019, says Whitaker and uh, Gastelum are welterweights. It's a strange headline. It's a long headline. It is a long headline, but it's also a strange headline. But regardless, me I got, likey. I got no beef for that. Nope. I would actually quite like to see that. Me too. Um, I think that Woodley does what every other fighter does, though, and just puts on an extra 10, 15 pounds of muscle. Tyron Woodley with an extra 10 to 15 pounds of muscle is, yeah. It's terrifying. Like, where's he putting that muscle? <laughs> just on, on top of his head. You don't want to know. He's just got a six pack in his forehead. I I like to think that Woodley's just, it's just his trunk, it's just his arse would just get bigger. Like, comically just, big, yeah, like just Kardashian get, yeah, big. Just get, like, Kardashian big, just, like, walking about with, like, yeah. a proper bootay. Looks completely, like, looks <laughs> fake, looks out yeah, of proportion. Looks ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's where I like to think he'd put it. Um, so Jason Knight has unfortunately been cut from the UFC. Um, he has opened up his own gym now as well, which is you know good on for him. Um, one thing I'll say that I thought was really interesting was I read the reasons that you know his career has been up and down. He says that he got carried away with the the fighters' lifestyle. So essentially, what he did was. He got a you know remotely decent paycheck, bought the fancy house, bought the fast car, ran up all these debts, and says that he just ended up fighting for pay those bills. credit card bills. Yeah, um, I I have a lot of respect for him coming out and saying that. You know, he has some good wins. I mean, he beat Dan Hooker. You know, beat Alex Caceres, beat Chas Kelly. 
it's really his skid his skid that is, has brought to this. You know, he's four fight loss streak, but he's um, only twenty six. Like he's definitely got thing. time to, to turn it around. That's Although exactly it. he's lost to Ricardo Lamas. The, uh, fight, the last few fights have been bad. Yeah, they've been pretty bad. And there's one of them in particular. Was it? I can't remember which one, but there was one that he was winning, and then he threw away. I th- was it was Amir Khan? I think it was Amir Khan. Yeah. There was one of them he was winning, and then he just fucking just went. Do you know what? I don't want to win. You know. Yeah. Um, he was deducted one point for biting Gabriel Benitez's fingers. Good. Gabriel Benitez, I've heard, you know, is a man that needs his fingers bitten once in a while to keep him in check. You know. Yeah. Well, as a as we learned in training the other day, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. This is it. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think that it's a cautionary tale and I like that from what I've heard about him he could easily be a good coach like this has all the necessary ingredients for a good coach someone that's made the mistakes someone that has lived the life someone that has felt the highs felt the lows you know this is a guy that for all intents and purposes I'd learn off do you know what I mean this is a guy that you know I was I was trained with Belcher yeah I always forget he's a featherweight. I always think he's smaller than that. Yeah, funny you say that. Whenever I first read the headline, I was like, "Another bantamweight gone," and I was like, "Oh wait." No, I thought on. he was. I thought he was a flyweight or something. Like I just. But uh, yeah, so so fucking tough, ridiculously tough. He is ridiculously tough. I can understand though. Like he's not a big draw. His fights haven't been particularly exhilarating, and he's lost four on the skid. So you know, it kind of makes sense that he's you know. He can go elsewhere, you know, the next round in the PFL tournament or Bellator or Ryzen or one, you know, at least now that there there does certainly appear to be options out there that it's maybe not as much of a death sentence for your career as it used to be. No. Um, I mean, he's certainly got options on, you know, again, just saying that there, yeah, trained under Alan Belcher, who, as we've said... We had, yeah, we had a discussion during the week about Alan Belcher could be one of the... He's probably the best to ever do it that didn't win. The big, one of the biggest missed opportunities, or, or not, I, would, I don't want to say wasted potentials because you know obviously it wasn't his fault. He had lost a, potential. Yeah, lost potential. You know he had to medically retire. But if you look at him on paper, had it all. He really did. I mean, like even if you just look at black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, first black belt, a uh, first degree black belt in Taekwondo, black belt in Duke Rufus kickboxing, black belt in highest stand grappling, black belt in judo, and he's one of those guys that, that what brought this on was we watched UFC 100. Yeah. Um, and just watching, oh, he's just so fucking good. He's just so damn good. Like, oh, had to retire when he's 28. That's what I was like. People say. will look at his record, and yeah, you know, he lost eight fights, blah blah blah, but like he was. Dangerous to anybody, you know. Shut down, possibly the most feared uh, middleweight at the time, Rusmar Palhares, when he was tearing everybody's legs off, um, and he, just he, shut that down. He, he he lost his best years. He did, yeah. That's you know, I the, think the, what the dude's only thirty four now. Like he, he really, I feel like he he would have put it all together. His first UFC fight was in two thousand and six, right? When he was twenty one years old. Oh yeah, like, you know, like that's what we're thinking about. Yeah, no, no, he, you know? he looked great. Um, have you ever seen any of his uh, jujitsu instructional videos? On yes, YouTube? they're amazing. Yes, very, very good. I must say. So, uh, yeah, if you're into that or you grapple or whatever, uh, make sure to check him out on YouTube. I'm sure if you just search Alan Belcher Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you'll probably find it. 
hundred percent. Um, Sean O'Connell, um, what a lovely story. He is now a millionaire. Good for um, him. You know, obviously, there's a bunch of other guys in the PFL that won the million dollar prize. But what I love about Sean O'Connell was he's like, yeah. Okay, I get it. So I was one of the guys. Thanks that, for the cheddar. I'm yeah, out. Yeah. Bruce. So yeah, just go. I'm going to win this, and then I'm going to retire real quick. Hold, 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 bitch, hold my weave while I retire real quick. I suppose that's one thing I, which is quite nice about the PFL is that someone like Sean O'Connell, uh, Sean O'Connell, can become a millionaire. I mean, like, good luck trying to become a millionaire in the UFC when you're him. You know, a guy in his mid thirties fought. Uh, light. Did he fight middleweight in the UFC? Or did he get as low as that? I don't know. I don't think no, so. No, no, he fought light heavyweight. Yeah, good luck becoming a millionaire in the light heavyweight division in the UFC. You know, went out. I don't know. He was. He felt like he was in the UFC for a while. Well, he was certainly there for a couple of years. He didn't, was, yeah. didn't have a great record. <laughs> went out. No. Went to the PFL and uh, just won a cold hard million dollars. Can't, can't really complain about that. No, you can't. And the thing I love about it is he knew, he knew, I think he knew do you know what I mean? He knew that like the competition level is my competition level here in the PFL. You know, yeah. like it's being he, he beat Vinnie Magal Hayes, uh, absolute ground phenom, possibly one of the best ever to do it. Yep. Um, his corner threw in the towel between rounds for him. Now, if you're fighting for a million dollars, I don't know. You'd have to. I didn't. I, I didn't see the fight. Um, but I'm hoping. Well, I'm not hoping that he was absolutely battered. But if he wasn't. I'd be pretty annoyed at my corner throwing in the towel if there's a million dollars on the line. Um, like I would hope, like he would have to have been in some serious danger. He won the back and forth fight via TKO between the third and fourth round after Vinny Magalaya stopped the bout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's crazy. Like, I mean, imagine, imagine sitting in that corner and being like, "I'm going, <sighs> I'm going, I'm getting beat, but I'm going back out." No, you're not. I'm, t- I'm making this decision for you. You don't need the money, bro. You know what? Good on the corner, though. Like that was obviously the right thing. We'll have to, to watch that. Yeah, we to, will. To we'll make, have to you know, watch we're that making to a lot of judgment call. calls yeah. about yeah. that. Well, we'll we'll skip past it. But yes, congratulations to Sean O'Connell. Um, always Dude's loved got, him in the UFC. Great personality. He's got pretty dope tattoos. They're all like uh, stained glass windows. Stained glass windows. Yeah, which is an unorthodox art style, but uh, he pulls it off. He rocks it. Um, um always remember I, him for his weigh-in theatrics. Oh yeah, I hope that he just gets like. Well, I hope he doesn't get super fat, but like I hope he just enjoys that million dollars and those big stained glass windows just get stretched and wider and wider. <laughs> Actual church window size. Yeah. Um, Nate Diaz and Habib going at it on Twitter. Yawn. Yeah, yawn. But Nate had Nate um, sort of saying that, hang on, like I slapped your teammates around whenever. I'm just you know. so sick of this. Like, the, like the, like the three way sort of like gang activity between the Diaz's Habib's team and, and McGregor. And McGregor. Um, it's all a bit embarrassing, and all this like grown men in their thirties. Yo, dude, I slapped your whole team about, bitch. You know? All right, dead on. You, you are aware you're professional fighters and can sell it in the cage. Mm. Like I really don't care who slapped who in a hotel lobby. It doesn't prove shit. You know, you you literally are in one of the few professions on earth. That if you talk shit about someone, you can get into a controlled environment, beat the shit out of beat each the other. shit out of each other, and put it to bed. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, it is Nate being Nate. I'm um, just so friggin' tired of of that as well. Like the back and forth. Like we, th- you know, well, we didn't think it was going to end when Habib beat Connor. Obviously, there'll be some form of rematch, but like it just feels like we've been stuck in this loop forever. And like I love Nate Diaz as a fighter. 
but he just needs to fight or shut up and go away. Yeah, shit or get off the Yeah, and do something else. Like, I'm so sick of, like, all the Twitter back and forth and calling people bitches and this, that, and the other. If you're not interested in fighting, just step out, bro. Verdum, um, the weird, creepy bastard. Um, oh, well, it's just that's a creepy smile. I hate it. Yeah, I'm not um, a fan of the. the apparently, it's because uh, it's the Joker face. Apparently, he's trying to make from Batman. I can <laughs> nice, sort of see it. Not what it looks like at all. No, no, he, he looks like he needs, you know, serious counselling. That yeah, it does. It really does. It's a ridiculous face. Anyway, he has requested his release from the UFC. I don't think they should give it to him. I think they should. I don't think they should. He fucked the UFC. Hi. Do you know what I mean? Well, by by testing by testing positive. But he didn't. He hasn't cost the UFC anything. He has. He's cost them lost fights. He's one of their top ten heavyweights that they can't match well, up. And that's he, a thin enough division as it is. He wasn't even booked to do anything. Uh, no, but that's not the point. He, was, I think he it's would a, have been. It's a similar situation to when Josh Barnett requested his release. I just let him go. Dude's been to the top. He's not getting back there. It's in his 40s. You know, don't out of spite make him sit out the next two years. Just let him go. Let him go somewhere else and earn some money before his career is entirely over. I disagree. I think the UFC should should just hold on to it. Um, well, what's the point? Well, just because, they, as I said, that like he fucked them. Now here's but he, the thing: but it, I'm it, all for he people. Holds, he holds no value to them. Sitting no, but out he for does two years. hold value. No, but he does hold value. To, he would have held value to them had he not failed his drugs test. Yeah, but so that's, that's his what fault. He, he yeah. doesn't deserve to just go fight again somewhere else. He got caught taking steroids. Nah. The the difference was the Josh Barnett case is that it was a suspect case. I don't know enough about the Verdum case. I haven't read. Well, he wasn't on small amounts of Australine or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I admit this is personal bias too. I don't. I just don't like him. Um, Mackenzie Dern saying she is staying at strawweight, which means we well, get to watch her weigh in at one hundred and twenty-three pounds again instead of one hundred and fifteen. No doubt. Oh, she was so close last time. So uh, close. So close. Just seven pounds out. Um, yeah. I didn't know she knew there were weight classes in the UFC, so that, you know, kudos to her for getting educated. Yeah, well, I mean, she's she's at least learnt the name of this one, so she's gone right. Well, straw weight surely depends on how big the straw is. <laughs> yeah, like she, like, is it a bale? A bale a of bale straw? Of straw? Yeah. Was that I could, I could wait roughly the same as yeah, that. I could like, be roughly was that like one ninety or something. I can get close <laughs> to a bale of straw. Can I lift it? Just about one one fifty, something like that. That's the crazy thing is she must have been walking around about one fifty. And there's nothing wrong with that, like, but as in, there's something wrong with it though. Whenever you're trying to get to straw weight at 115 pounds, yeah, I can't think of anybody in the UFC who needs to make weight for their next fight more than her. Mm, Kevin Gastelum, maybe. I, not even well. Dude, he's, he's, imagine he's, if he failed at middleweight. Oh yeah, but he's not going to at middleweight. Um, I wouldn't put anything past him. Did you see how f- unfit he was against? Oh, at Whitaker? The, yeah, in the. Coaches Dude, Whitaker's gonna fucking maul him. Even though, like, I really, really, you know how I feel about Gaslam. I love him, and I love his one-two. I think he's probably the best one-two. Something I aspire to have. He's probably got the best one-two in the business. But yeah, I don't know. I think I, I give him quite a good chance against Whitaker. I think Whitaker has had to give Yul Romero part of his soul twice. Twice, yeah. Darn wit, big Mac. Darn wit. Um, she just open wit. Yeah, I, I, I'm seriously hopeful that she does because I like her and I think that she has the intangibles to be great. Um, not just good, great. Um, you know, she's so unbelievable. Like, she's leagues ahead, leagues ahead with the grappling. 
Like so far ahead, it's ridiculous. So when you beat Gabby Garcia, you've probably got decent grappling, especially with Gabby Garcia weighing what two sixty five. Oh, she's an easy four twenty five. <laughs> she cuts down to that four hundred and fifty pounds. Four hundred pounds of pure Brazilian beef muscle. UFC Philadelphia happening March 30th. Shane, they don't have one Mr. Alvarez for that one. Yeah, I never understand like the, lo- the logic and all this. Yeah, like why not just go there when you had him? Uh, politics? Could be. I don't care. He's gone now, so. Rafael Lovato Jr. out against the Moose, Gegard Musasi. This saddens me because I was very much looking forward to that fight. Me too, but I think that Musasi would have just walked through him anyway I don't know Lovato oh he's legit but it's the moose it is I think yeah I, I mean, would favour Musasi I would obviously give heavily. Lovato I don't know heavily I give Lovato a great chance he's getting better all the time on the feet and obviously his ground game you can forget about it um, forget about forget it forget about it um, but sadly we will have to wait a bit longer for that one Mr. Tito Ortiz and Chael Sonnen too looks one step oh, closer to geez. actually happening. I would rather put my ball sack on oh, an electric sake, can girl, opener. Don't be silly. No. This is a good fight. This is the level. No? It's not interesting. How is the fight not on the level? <sighs> Tell just, me what's what's intrinsically wrong with this fight. Because it's similar age. Because the, uh, no, in the last one, Tito, cha- ta- Tito tapped to Chiel. Oh, really? Then, because yeah. I'm looking at fight records and it says the other way around. Well, look, I don't care what you're looking at. Chiel has never been beaten. He's the undefeated. He has never even lost a round. Wes Lynn, OG. You hear me, bro? He's the biggest cheat in the sport. No, that, sir, is John Jones. Nah. See, I think... See, I'm not getting... I'm not I'm not, I'm not biting again. Chiel not, throws I'm, fights, man. The more I look at it, he throws fights. See if, see if Scott Coker's got a guy he wants to give the rub to. You know who I do? I just pick up my phone and I call Chael Sonnen. I say, Chael, you know, make it difficult. Make it look legit. Get him in some difficult positions. And then, you know what? Front flip. Get out of that position. Give them an easy <laughs> submission. And then talk mad nonsense to well, sell. he's just got his black belt let's, BJJ. Let's talk mad, mad shit afterwards to try and sell a rematch, even though no one gives a shit. He's like, dude, I'm not interested. Well, I am, and I can't wait to watch what's that, it. What's that proof for anybody? Nothing. It's just a fight. It's just a good fight. Like, why, why, what, why do fights have to prove something? No, like, because we've already had it. And like, what? But it we was, had it, and it was it was controversial. It was, it was, yes, it fucking was. It was definitive. Dude. No, no, Tito tapped. Did he? Because yes. That's funny, because the fight didn't stop. And we're only going off what Chiel's word on no, that. No, 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 notoriously. No, it had nothing to do with Tito saying that. It was that's what I saw. I saw Tito tapping. Right. Well, I like. I'm, I'm serious. Look, look. I'm, I'm bringing up yeah, the video I'm of it right it. now. Right. Watching it. There's the tap. Yeah, uh, Matt. It was just. Come on! It was. A, it was a fucking old school wrestling move. Fake tap to get out of it. Well, then he shouldn't have let it go. You yeah, probably right, but you're trying because to tell me that that wasn't a controversial ending to a fight because that was the signal. That was the fake signal. That's you, it. Well, you know what, Chill? That's it. We've made it look. We've made it look real for long enough. Well, here's, here's to be fake. We tiny tap. Maybe you're right, but at the same time, I'm happy it, enough to go, see chill. that rerun. You know, don't don't fight till the ref stops us. Like every coach will teach you yeah, from your first MMA but class. But there you go. You've literally you've answered your own question though. As in, what's the reason to to like? Where's the incentive to rerun it? Well, there. 
there's where we should, but that's why, because there was controversy. And there is rivalry there between the two of them too, really heated. So I'm absolutely down with it. I think that there's nothing wrong with that fight. It's on the level. I would get your point if it was like Chuck Tito again, but it's not. It pretty much is. It's not. Come on. It's not even remotely close. The amount of roids that both of them are on, like. You're accusing Sweet Tito of being on roids? Absolutely. He's taking shit that makes your head grow. His head is the size. It's the size of a fucking. Of two bowling balls. <laughs> Literally. Two bowling. No, do you know what it is? It's like a gym ball. Yeah. That, oh. that dude could make welterweight with a smaller head. He's got a lightweight frame, but, yeah. but with like quadruple heavyweight Could you body. imagine if headbutts were legal? Like Tito would just be. He'd just be fucking open weight destroying people. World champ. He'd be king of the world. <laughs> he'd just. He'd be like, oh, China, you've nuclear weapons. Headbutt. Have one of those. <laughs> And that is, of course, the news. It is time for us to uh, bring on the Saints and Sinners. Well, with that lovely music, it is, of course, time to bring on the Saints and Sinners. So, the MMA gods, of course, for those who don't know, have bestowed upon us the power to decide who should rightfully be sinned and who should rightfully be sainted in the MMA world. Um, We have a list that we have concocted of folk that we believe should either be punished or praised. Mel, go ahead, sir. Look at our list and pick your selection to put forward. We'll start at the top. Okay. That's um, a fairly lean week of MMA activity. True. Um, but we'll start with Francis Ngannou, who, well, as you may Mr. have seen on social media, through his, is it called the Ngannou Foundation? Yes. Um, has opened Cameroon's first MMA gym. Good for him. Yes. Um, it's being a good ambassador for the sport, a good countryman. Good countryman. Yeah. Imagine if bringing got- his success back home. You know, you never know when the next Francis and is going to walk through the doors. Dude, I think that country's full of a bunch of Francis and Ganos. Yeah, big people that have been brought up. Sand. Yeah, big people have been brought up doing like immense amounts of physical labor. Tough because of like the poverty and lifestyle that a lot of the parts of that country are subjected to. It's the same reason why I think in the World Cup you always see, and I'm not a football fan, but you always see teams like Senegal, Cameroon, you see teams like that just do so bloody well because they just, they don't get tired, they, you know, the skill level is there because they just literally, that they, they just get really good at doing one thing. Because, you know, yeah. if, if you live in a country where, you know, and this is obviously very ignorant because I've never been, but, you know, there, there doesn't, from what I have seen of it or read of it, there doesn't seem to be this culture like we have where I'm bored. You know, it's, well, just go play, you know, like literally, I guess, go run. Yeah. You know, like Kenyan runners, Cameroon footballers, you know, it's like a thing. It's like they just they just go and they do that all day, every day, and get ridiculously good at it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that not only giving back to that community, but apparently his, his ethos for this and his motivation was to make sure that people didn't have to go through what he went through in order to do it. Because he had to travel to France. And yeah. All around good things. guy. Good motives. Good program. But I have heard, though, that the first training session is just how to circle and not throw a punch for three rounds against the simulated Derek Lewis. Oh, a simulated Derek Lewis? No, that's a scary thing. 
It's just a massive heavy bag with Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis's face stapled to it. The heavy bag is just Derek Lewis's head. Yeah. It's just swaying. Just swaying, swaying around the just room. Swaying just swaying in the room. You just got to avoid it, but you don't want to hit it. I am going to give uh, Robertson, um, I'm going to give him a uh, a sainthood this week. Carl Robertson. Carl Robertson, indeed. He is stepping up from middleweight to light heavyweight at the last minute to fight Glover Teixeira. Um, we will talk about what we think is going to happen during that fight in a moment because we are about to get on to the breakdown of the UFC cards happening this weekend. But I just want to take a moment to give him credit. Um, he's not even ranked as far as I know, is he, Robertson? I don't think so. Uh, you know, to 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 jump and take someone in the top the top ten would be ballsy. Let alone, you know, yeah, Glover fucking Teixeira. Yeah, who's dangerous for for everybody? He's Glover Teixeira. Like he's you know he's been around for a long time. But we'll get on to the breakdown of yeah. it later on. But yeah, saint to him. of being game. Ooh, saint at uh, saint it is. But uh, there's one more on the list um, for saints. And uh, I think that I will do it because I think you have an extra sinner this week. So uh, Darren Till, I think, deserves a sainthood. Uh, we spoke about his his uh, shit talking that was happening with Jorge Masvidal earlier. I just think Till deserves it because he seems to be game to take on anybody at the moment. Um, he's not saying no to all these people that are trying to get the into the mix for the London card. He's just sort of going, you know, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, cool. No, that's yeah. I'm on board for that. So I just want to give him a him a uh, I guess a sainthood for not being a pussy, okay. being an all round fighter, being a fighter, especially after you know his last fight, which obviously was a, a loss to Woodley. Um, to to not be afraid of taking on someone that you know, and Masvidal isn't ranked, or sorry, um, isn't ranked as highly as uh, as Till, which means that the risk would all be on Till for yeah. Masvidal, and he's still game. I got. I gotta respect that. Yeah, I can. I can agree with that sentiment. Who are you going to put forward as a sinner, Pastor Mel? It's got to be one of our favorite sinners on the show. It's got to be your boy McGregor. My boy? He's not my boy. Yeah. I got nothing to do with him. Well, he went after your boy. <sighs> I know. And this petty Twitter fighters should just stay off Twitter. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, calling out Faraz Sahabi yeah, for, a coach for having the, the goal to pick against him in a fictitious matchup, which isn't even booked, um, to which Connor essentially called him out for doing something along the lines of, well, why don't you get in the cage? Which just seems pretty playground to me. Yeah. It's like, well, my dick's bigger than your dick, so what are you going to do? There's not a whole lot you can do when no. it comes to dicks. So, I'm just... Not impressed with with all the shenanigans, but they continue to happen. I think, yeah, childish and petty, calling out coaches essentially. Oh, what are you? What are you why aren't you fighting? Uh, because he's a coach, bro. Uh, that's why, and he's allowed an opinion. So, sinner again. It's a bit of a bit of a cycle going on here. I just uh, I just don't understand his, his problem. Also, see if I was Connor, do you know how to shut that down? Sahabi picked against Connor in nearly every fight. He picked against him with both Diaz fights. He picked against him with the Holloway fight. Um he picked against him with somebody else as well. You know, like Sahabi I think do you know what it is? Sahabi's so good at game planning that he sees 
the holes. He knows that there's a way to beat Connor, and he just made continues to make the assumption that other coaches and other fighters can see what he sees. Do you reckon he's he's prodding to try and get a GSP Connor fight? GSP would absolutely Man destroy Connor McGregor. He would. Oh, that would be a truly, truly. I think that would look worse than the Habib fight. But what if he lands the left? Doesn't matter. Exactly. Doesn't fucking matter. Nah. GSP would put him on his back and he would stay there. Yeah. It would probably look very similar. It would be a decision, though. Mm, GSP could tap him. He could tap him, yeah. But I think it would be a decision. I think he would just lie. No, I think him. GSP would tap him, actually. I, I wouldn't think Connor would go the full five with him. I, I don't want to I don't see think, that fight at all. Uh, from a From a sporting stance, not particularly, as there's no real stakes. And if you're going to have limited fights out of the those two guys, which I think there is, I'd rather use them in something more meaningful. But um, from a spectacle standpoint, could you imagine GSP versus Connor in Canada? It'd be huge, Ooh, It would be it would be massive. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't give Connor much chance. We sound like we bash Connor a lot in here. Like we both big big supporters, hundred percent. I just um, it's just when you step out of line. Yeah, there's been. There was some, we've spoken about this before. There was something I think it was either it was just before the Alvarez fight or something where he's just his whole sort of demeanor changed. Yeah, he sort of got wrapped up in the the, the gimmick, as one would say in pro well, wrestling. Chiel said, you know, he's forgotten that it's a gimmick, and like you know, it it it, kill, it it is hard now because for so long, like I think it's difficult to portray to people what being from Ireland or Northern Ireland or whatever. You know, being a hundred miles away from where that guy was brought up, it's hard to it's hard to portray what he's done for the sport and what he's done for the community because people are McGregor fans regardless. Like here, like I'm sure that many people that aren't from here know. Like, has been sadly been, though. I think the problem which is that he is now harming the sports image after doing so much to to bring it to the into the public eye as a positive. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's like he he's he's transcended sectarianism in this country, which is really really interesting. Um, you know, I think that he he has managed to um, to to stop you know people from because it's not like a team. You know, it's not like oh, I support this team, you support that team. Although, uh, well, my uh, not just Connor, but my criticism, and I've said this to you before, but the UFC is this weird nationalistic team thing. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's not a team sport. No, and like, I get that you represent your little corner of the world wherever you fr- you're from, but it's essentially an individual sport. Like, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't follow fighters just because they're from Ireland, no, but and I don't like fighters just because they're from. That's Ireland. my point. Is that? For, but I think lots of people assume that. Though, yes, yes, they do. They assume that. Why it, wouldn't you support the Irish guy? Well, for a long time we did. Yeah, because it was like, as I say, it was like we had, you know, arguably the greatest were one of the greatest of all times or looked to be at one stage up until um up until post Alvarez essentially. You know, we it looked like, you know, we had someone that, that, that could go on the all time great list. Yeah. Um and it is sad in a way to lose that. Um, you know, because his demeanour just completely changed and, and what, what he fought for because he, you know, initially he rep- you know, the everyone knows his story. You know, the you know, worked on a building site as a plumber you know, was on um, benefits or um, what do they call it in America? Welfare, you know, came off all that, started to make ridiculous money and 
and the thing is that that like he represented something that at the time this country really missed. Um, you know, Brexit was going on. There was a whole bunch of unknowns. There was a whole bunch of questions, and and you know, it's the job market in this country is not great. You know, and, and I think that a lot of people, uh, myself included, took a lot from him in terms of, you know, you can you can achieve things. It, maybe not as simple as oh, you just put it out there and you achieve it, but you can you can certainly achieve more than you believe you can. Um, you know, whatever it is that you think you can do, you might not just be, you know, you can't just go, like, we can't turn around and go, we're going to be UFC champs. But, we? But to, but to, to turn around and and to, to say that, you know, he, he did inspire me to train. He did make me think, well, do you know what? Why why can't why can't I go and do this for, well, certainly for a bit? You know, why can't I improve myself in that way? I can. There is nothing stopping me apart from myself. You know, things like that. And I think that... It it is a shame to have lost that in many ways, um, and for that reason, I do agree that he he should be sent for for this, um, and it's disappointing too because again, we had what could have been a great role model, and that I guess is what is the worst thing about this is that he is he's no longer a role model. He's he, I still have all the respect in the world for his performance. I still have all the respect in the world for the conies he's clearly got you know because the thing is from what i'm hearing habib and connor too is going to happen and fair fucks to connor for even wanting that again yeah do you know what i mean like that that's balls of steel because the reality of it is it's probably going to end the same way and if it does that's that's the mistake completely smashed you know and um i mean we both predicted habib to win and i would predict habib to win the next one too but you know i I'd take nothing away from him and that I like how, how fucking ballsy to, to, to literally go and ask for the same thing again. Um, you know, I admire him in that way, but what does what does bug me is that we've lost the role model, McGregor. Oh yeah. You know, that's gone. Dude's gone, yeah. Um but uh you know, I've seen videos of him doing the rounds and it appears to be that he is enjoying certain powders, um, etc., which is a shame because as I said, you know, it's it's hard to to try and fight a corner for him and justify and say look there's another another way that you know a path to victory because one path to victory is not drugs do you know what I mean like yeah. as in allegedly well, allegedly yeah allegedly um yeah well from <laughs> if I've uh, <laughs> no never mind I was gonna say like if I if I've ever been around people on drugs like which I have <laughs> like. I know that, like, I can't, I can't obviously say for certain that he is, but you can be, like, if I were a betting man, which I am, and there were odds to be offered on this, I know. Imagine you get odds on that. You probably could somewhere. Somewhere someone's given odds on. What's the odds that Conor McGregor's on coke or something? Probably not great odds. No, you probably get terrible odds. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, we've got to keep, keep chiping that in. Yeah, please don't sue. Um, my, uh, Sinner then for this, and it kills me to say it because I am such a large fan. But uh, Gustafson's coach has come out saying, and well, and Gus too, um, saying that look, we could still beat John Jones, right? <coughs> so, firstly, Gus, I can't sin him for this because I believe that a fighter will always say that. The coach's role in this is to bring levity to the situation and perhaps force the fighter to. Reflect upon their performance. Reflect upon where they are. But I saw someone post on Twitter earlier on, and it made me really angry, but potentially true. Um, that said, it was a thread on Reddit that said, uh, "You know, what's the what's your most controversial MMA opinion?" And someone said that Gus isn't isn't one of the best at light heavyweight. Um, he has never had a win over an elite fighter. 
I kind of agree. I well, kind of disagree. I see it the other way. Fighter, I think he has very few wins over elite fighters, and those elite fighters were out of their prime. I think the argument is that he hasn't really beaten anybody elite in their. But he prime. only. But he's fought everybody. Uh, you know, he's, yes, he's lost to DC. I think. I think he's benefited from a thin division. Yeah, very probably. thin division. That is probably true. But does that take? Is that his fault? Does that take away? No, no. I, th- I still think he's very good. I think the only. I think when he's fought anybody. Elite or close to elite, he, he's lost. Yeah, so I, I can't consider him one of the best light heavyweights of all time. No, you probably couldn't consider him one of the goats. But I mean, or particularly well, close. I'm going to send his coach because I like think his, his greatest achievements are losses, and I th- I never think that's a good start. No, it's not. But I, I like think you give DC and John Jones hell. I gave uh, DC hell in particular. That was a tough fight. Yeah. But he still couldn't get the job done. I still maintain he's one of the biggest chokers Oof. in MMA. Oh, you know, you've hurt. You, you, I know, I know, I know. It you love a bit so of Gus bad. with his steely blue eyes and Swedish charm. But I just think he he's a really good representative of the sport. As oh well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm as not, well as loving his style. I'm not going to argue uh, with that at all. Like he, he's he's always represented well. Never been involved. Turned in any, up, made weight. Yeah, never been involved in any controversy you know model professional um but just in a sport of fighting uh it's not always about being a model professional at the top you got to have that that little bit of the devil in you that is true that is absolutely true um i i'm going to have to send his coach um not he's going he's gonna have to go to purgatory to think about this i don't i don't think we need to cast him into the pits of hell because i think that um you know he he needs to to, to 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 have a bit more levity and a little less arrogance. Um, you know, I, I think that he should really be telling Gus that look. I just don't know. Like, look, I was conclusive. Yeah, you I know? don't know. I don't know how you go away and sort of think. I've seen something there. Like there was nothing in that fight. I saw. Yeah, he didn't even hit him really. Yeah, which you could be like, oh well, if we just build a game around that, or you know, it just yeah, it was. It was a conclusive beating. Um, so, I 100% agree that maybe not hell, maybe some some time in purgatory, just to you know think things through, you get a wash a bit of that delusion out of your mind. Absolutely. Um, do you have another sinner lined up? I do, and it is Francisco Mir. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if his name is Francisco. Well, let's just start calling him Francisco. It, it may well be Francisco. Well, I suppose he is. Uh, of Cuban descent, isn't he? He is, yeah. So I suppose there's a chance either Franklin or Francisco or Francesco, maybe. Um, for, uh, well, he is da- dipping his toes into the world of professional wrestling, and I believe. What, and what is wrong with that? Nothing in principle. Okay. But it's the fact that he gave his, uh, his biggest and most famous rival so much shit over the years. Are you talking for- about Mr. Cock Lesnar? I'm talking about Mr. Cock Lesnar uh, for coming from uh, being part of that world. And now, you know, when times have become tough for Frank, he's turned to it. So, pot kettle black. That's fair. How long he, well, like, are you, like, no, this is short. This is just, you know, bygones be bygones down the line. But I think, you know, Frank, you just need to, you need to realize that, see, when you're talking shit back in the day, don't things, be such a hypocrite. People don't forget. We don't forget. Elephants never forget. No. What are we, nine years later? You think, oh, 
I'm just going to dabble in pro wrestling now. You think we forgot, Frank? You think we forgot what you said about pro wrestling back in the day? Um, You're, you, I just hope those pro wrestling fans weren't listening. So he's essentially getting this for being a hypocrite. Yep. Okay, I'm down with it. Um, I think he should spend some time in purgatory with just a week. coach. Just a week or two. Just yeah. a week. No, yeah. that's fair. Um, but uh, all part him. Good luck, Frank. Yeah, by um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but good luck with your future endeavours yeah, anyway, Frank, Mr. Yeah, I think it's a good move for you. Um, yeah, so with so, Josh Barnett's promotion. Apparently Josh Barnett has a wrestling promotion though. I did not know that, but it makes sense that he would be involved. And it also makes sense because Josh Barnett is like a massive WWE fan, isn't he? He's like a huge no, wrestling fan. Well, he doesn't like WWE. He likes the Japanese style. Oh, of, like, like shoot, shoot wrestling? wrestling? Yeah. So like sort of fake real wrestling yeah I think he is he's wrestled a fair bit out in Japan of course he has weird dude love it um, Josh Barnett is a man who is just so comfortable in his own skin you I believe well I mean I had the opportunity to give one extra saint so do you do you wish to avail of your extra sinner spot or yes well we we, when we discussed this off air earlier um, Anderson speaking of being hypocrites Anderson Silva yeah uh, you're gonna, spot you're going to be sinned this week for uh, uh, I want the uh, the old stance on TRT reversed I'm sure you do yeah I no shit Anderson um, is this the, making excuses for the Adesanya fight already eh uh, not really I just think this this is more a, a hypocrite stance and just a stupid stance in general like see if you've been like he wasn't flagged for TRT see if you're having a problem with testosterone now Anderson one it's probably due to you being 45 or whatever age you are uh, and it's probably because you've abused a fair amount of steroids and you've got caught doing it twice so, twice so of course you want it reversed and yeah why wouldn't you want a bit of TRT I want a bit of TRT. Who, Just can't. Who doesn't can't have it? But uh, yeah, not a good look for Anderson. So. It's really not. No, um, I I personally think this is the start of a long laundry list of excuses for. Um, He's had a bad few years, Anderson. He hasn't had a great few years. I will one hundred percent grant you that. Um, it's a it's a really 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 tough one. Uh, because the stance, you know, there is no right and there is no wrong in terms of that for a long time. We had that and nobody batted an eyelid. So, you know, I can understand from his point of view, it's something that he was used to doing, you know, when he was in his prime, that was what what he was doing. So it's a, it is a tough one, but we just can't go back there now. We just can't. No. Times are gone. I, I agree. Gone. I think that he needs to. I actually think he if needs TRT to. If TRT became legal, I'm, I'd still put money on Vitor making a run at the title. Just bring him back. Just, res- just, just sweating, resuscitate him from the dead. Sweating pure testosterone. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what his levels would have been. His body must be fucked now. Like his, well, hormonal, he, his hormonal system. Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose he's out of the UFC. Um, and I'm. I saw a picture of him recently. Yeah, Vitor's definitely back on the old. Yeah, but you you wonder what that's done to. Oh yeah, his, if, like, if he if he went cold turkey on it, like I would imagine, he's a mess. But we live in a day and age where they can control that, and I'm sure Vitor will be on the testosterone shots till the day he dies at 210 years old with yeah. a six pack. What weight class is he going to fight in though if he comes back? Light heavy. Yeah, yeah. Just like full. He'll just. I reckon he'll just join into that Bellator Legends circuit with Vonderlay and Rampage and all that. 
that's yeah. I mean, he probably will end up fighting at light heavyweight. You're right. And, and, do you know what though? Like the TRT thing. TRT for some reason doesn't actually annoy me as much as Royds. Um, I get it. It's all, but it's a weird one because it does negate your natural hormonal levels. Like I get that. Yeah, of course. You know, who wouldn't want Vitor Belfort to still be Vitor Belfort? You know, mm. but like, why should you know? Why should he have the testosterone levels of a man in his early twenties? That's not true. You know, well, like, yeah, true. But at the same time, I suppose the counter argument for that is, well, yeah, but he's not a man in his early twenties, and if he's going to fight a man in his early twenties, and you wanted to be a fair fight, then yeah, but but uh, no, no, I I'm I don't sit on that fence. I'm just playing devil's advocate and saying that you know there is a case for the other way around too, which is if you if you theoretically want a fair fight, do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, a fair fight is without chemical enhancement of your natural state. Well, a fair fight surely should actually be the opposite. It should be whatever it takes to get both of you on the same physical plane. Mm. I, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that, that that is a stance that I can understand how people would have that approach. You know, which is yeah. This is know, a, this is an interesting one. Um, I'd be interested to hear what what you guys think. Yeah, yeah. So. Tweet at us at Super Rad MMA or TRT. Would you like to see it back? And if so, why? And yeah. vice versa. Specifically TRT, um, not test or not um steroids, just just the testosterone side of things. And if so, um is it purely in the setting that we're talking about now where, you know, the person so you know, the the, the younger fighter gets tested and the older fighter is allowed to be within the same range? Yeah, so like a controlled testosterone level. Like a controlled level. testosterone level. Um, so, yeah, that will be it. So that wraps up our Saints and Sinners. But we do actually have some questions this week that we have had sent at us from our lovely listeners. Um, the first one that we're going to get to is um, our boxing coach, Andy Burrows. Um, he wants us to talk about nicknames. He has actually been mentioning this for quite a while now. Andy, we will do it. We will do it. We will do a video for you on the nicknames. We will do it. We, we will commit to do it. <laughs> But his partner, Kira, has tweeted at us saying, who would win in a fight between me and the icon under slash 77? So if you want to follow Kira on Twitter, it's at MCGILS McGills 2018. And Andy, of course, is at the icon under slash 77. So, and if you follow him on Instagram, you get to see us smashing pads. Absolutely. Um, and again, same username there. Um, right. Here's my thoughts on this. I instantly said to Mel that this reminds me of Aldo and McGregor. I 100% agree. Where everyone thought McGregor. Yeah. But, or no, everyone thought Aldo. But what happens is, so Andy, you're Aldo in this, I'm afraid, which means that we do favour Kira. But you've, let me you've, you've probably got the better, probably just about got the better technical skills. Yes, you should on paper you probably, win this fight. You probably have the cardio as well, that if it goes to the full 25... Then Kira would be in trouble. Would 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 definitely favour Andy, but but she's probably much more used to the three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to both of you. Could not make the joke. Yeah. Um, but here's here's where I think, and we're we're seeing it happen already because what is what this has preceded is shit talking, is shit talking already. already Kira's getting in Andy's head, and what I think is going to happen is he's, he's going to overextend. Yeah, he's going to come out. He's going to overextend. He's going to lose his composure, and he's Kira's going to frothing at the mouth, veins. Popping out the side of his head. Kira has accused him of, or no, of he has sorts. accused Kira of assuming his gender. 
Um, she's saying that and if stamina one, beats, you know, wins over fatigue every time. You're aging, yeah. you know. If the, oh yeah, well Andy could be. He needs to be on the, the testosterone for this. Well, this is get, true. Get within the fair range. Um, and if we know one thing which gets under Andy's skin, it's that people often assume his gender. Um, he'll get angry. <laughs> he'll launch himself across the cage. Andy's always saying to us how tired he is of people assuming his gender. Yeah, can't go into a shop without people calling him Miss, Mrs, Ma'am. Excuse me, Miss Burroughs. Darling. <laughs> Gets him fired up. So he's going to shoot across that cage, windmilling. But he's going to go straight into an uppercut. Yeah, bam. Kier's going to have that, that, just that right, just sitting in the pocket. He's going to drop down the hips, bam. And it's going to be over. It's going to be over. I think personally... Not a reflection of who is the better fighter. No. But who was better on the night. I think that Kira has this through mental warfare alone. And, and it's clear in, in the way that the shit talking has progressed that... Andy, you're too emotional, mate. Yeah. You, need, you know, you're too, you're too much emotional. This, yeah. you're, you're too much invested in this fight. You're thinking to yourself, I can't let the missus beat me. And similar to Aldo... You'll be shepherded to the back, tears rolling down your face. <laughs> but head, it's okay, we'll be there. Hidden, head hidden under a towel as we console you. It'll be all right. It'll be all right, brother. But just like Aldo, you'll probably never get that rematch. Yeah. Um, so that's the question. Answer. Um, um, answer. Um, we, of course, have serious questions too. Um, you and Lavender, who you can follow at Lavender MMA, has said, do you guys think there are too many UFC events now? We've had a bit of a break, but there are events scheduled virtually every week for the foreseeable future. See, this is the Good wrong thing, time to ask or us. Or you think less is more. Wrong time to ask us, because right now, it feels like six months since the last UFC. So, I'm desperate for one. Yeah. But, see, in five weeks' time, where we've had... 25 different UFC events probably too much I think they should uh, we've talked about this before I personally think they should adopt the like the WWE model where they have four big pay-per-views you know one every quarter and they stack those like we're talking two three title fights and then around it we have smaller you know fight nights this that and the other I think we've too many pay-per-views like there did there did appear to be a time where you're having one at least at least every fortnight, which felt like too much. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um... But then again, we love MMA, so, you know, I think the thing is, if you wanted to make sure you watch every single one, there needs to be less. Yep. But, you know, if you're dipping in and out, it's nice to always have the option that there's fights on. The problem is then that you end up missing something and MMA moves that quickly that you'll miss a fight or two fights with a fighter and you won't, you know. So I, I, I disagree with you a little bit mm-hmm. um, in that I think that there should be more than what you've just suggested, but less than there is. So I would like to see, well, how many how many big pay-per-views are there a year? There's roughly one a month, isn't there? There's been more than that. I think there's, is it not like, there's two a month, most right. months. So uh, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a, a numbered event. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you're talking about 24 right. events a year. So I think we should go to roughly once or a month, once a month, once every six weeks, and then we have between one and two events in between that. But I would those ha- events, I would happily take one pay per view a month because it gives you enough time to build to it. I think that's my problem with it. There doesn't seem to be as not consequences, but there isn't enough like there isn't enough anticipation for it. If you know what I mean, like. It, 
The second one's over. Well, there isn't. Yeah, the second one's over. We're already into the next one. Well, the we, next I mean, week. That's what like one thing we're about to do after this is we're we're about to go on and break down the card, and we do like we have to do this every week. And I think that a lot of a lot of the people that listen, like, I mean, yes, obviously, like we we know a little bit about MMA, but like. There's so much work that goes into to preparing like thoughts on on each, especially because we have such an accurate fight prediction rate. Um, you know, it's it's very very difficult to to know to keep to keep up with with just how many there are. What I would like to see, and I've said I've said this for, from day one, I think they should go to like the WWE Nexus system. So What's do that? so or not? Is it Nexus? Is that what they call it? The like for, I'll, right? I'll explain. So what I think is. We should have like one one paid one every month to six weeks, and then you have maybe what certainly one, if not two, like fight night type cards, right? Mm-hmm. The most a headline in a fight night card. You should never see a belt exchange in a fight night card. Nope. A fight night card should be your contender, your next contender spots, your you know your up upcoming stars against you know like your 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 Tasheras against Robertsons, you know, like your yeah. your the old guard versus the the new upstart, you know, Adesanya Silva, that'd be ideal for a fight night card. You know, as where, you know, that's one that you probably, you know, the UFC would like to crowbar on the numbered event. I think the problem as well though is that when you start getting like TV networks and everything involved, like ESPN will expect a certain level of product to get the viewers in. So we're seeing it right now, you know, we've got two belts, well although they're not both being defended. We have a champion versus champion fight tied yep. up in a in a TV event, you know. Yeah. But I, what, I like yourself think that title fights are should be reserved for the biggest of events. They should, but the other thing that the UFC need to do, and this this helps build the product long term, is they do what the WWE have done. So they have that the Nexus thing or whatever it is where it's on their WWE network. Yeah. Um so you stream it. Um now I don't watch it but I know what it is and I like the idea and it could apply to the UFC. So what you do is every Friday night you have your Dana White's contender series type deal. But instead of it being about Dana White, it's about the fighters. So what you do is, it is nothing but vignettes. So Mr. You know, something Smith is fighting you know, Mr. Something Johnson. And you do a two, two to five minute vignette and then the fight. And then you do the same again with different fighters and then the fight. And the same again and the fight. And what you're doing is you're slowly introducing the new talent pool to the fans. You're slowly getting the personality names out there. And then guess what? When Mr. fucking Johnson absolutely knocks the tits off somebody and he's got a bit of hype, you promote him to later on in that show. So he's in, in two months' time, he's fighting again on the Friday night contendership thing. And the whole thing is that... Yeah, they really don't use Fight Pass well enough. They don't. And they like, don't, I'd be more willing to pay for for it and even more than... I don't, know, I don't even know how much it's currently costing, but I would happily pay... 10, 15 pounds a month if it actually got you live MMA. Yes. Yeah. And But the thing is that for me, what's missing is like, I know what you mean in that like they're having to like, like stack the card with the SPM because of the, um, to, 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 like to, to get the thingy, the uh, like viewers interested, right? Yeah. But part of that is that they don't do enough to promote the lower ranked fighters. Yeah. So, like, we're programmed to only give a shit about the top 10, maybe if you're a proper fan, top 15. Yeah. But what they need to do is give incentive. And how they do that, you can't do that on a main, um, on like a, they can't do that with a main card, you know, like they, they can't, they can't uh, possibly promote the entire prelims right up. 
But if someone has been watching them on the Friday Night Contender show on the UFC Network, they've seen this person for months. They know their backstory. They've been following along as they've made their way up from the Contender Series thing up to the main, you know, up to the prelims and then up to the main card. They have followed along on that journey. It's about investment in the fighters, in the fighters' story. And with with the UFC having their own network, it baffles me that the Dana White's Contender Series, why the, like, we've talked about this before, shouldn't have his name. But what it should be about is the fucking fighters. So you do vignettes on the fighters. Think the ultimate fighter, minus living together. Yeah, minus all the reality yeah, bullshit. Yeah, just interviews, them just on top, like, just, just, like uh, talking to the camera, just you know the yeah I'm gonna you know I, I am a jiu-jitsu fighter from this place. I've been fighting since I was eighteen. This is my big shot. I can't wait to get out there. What am I gonna do to him? Well, I'm gonna finish him in the first round. You know, stereo doesn't need to be doesn't need to be complex to engage us fight fans. No, we just want to hear. Does this guy think he can beat the other guy? Does this other guy think he can beat this guy? How do they think they're be, gonna do it? And but, tell us. But that would be my argument. To, to, to actually have enough time to to make these you're going to have to spend time doing it and you can't do that because the, currently the MMA or the UFC wheels are constantly turning. Yeah, but you strip back the number of events. That's what I mean. That yeah. you, you need to, and that's why I'm saying that what you would have is you would have this happens every every Friday night and you would maybe only have four fights. It's maybe an hour long show, an hour and a half long yeah. and it's on, you know, it's like something you watch once a week. Go I back to I, that old yeah, TV I, style of yeah, once a think, week sitting down to watch it. I think that's the issue as well, especially from a European fan standpoint. Every Saturday night, yeah, and like we can't really complain because we, do, I mean, we, we do love it. we love watching it, and you know, we uh, our sort of routine is we get together, we get some food in, chill out, watch the fights. Now, unfortunately, the fights go from usually what half ten, eleven o'clock at night to seven o'clock the next morning. So you're writing off, you know, most of your Sunday recovering from it, and to do that every week for, you know. I don't know how many weeks of the year on average you do it. Forty-five weeks of the year. Yep. So it's a lot of time it's to be tiring. It's tiring, and it's a lot of time to be investing. And you it, like you really do have to love it to do it because there's been one or you know there's been a few occasions where we've just got burnt out on it yep. because there's so much of it, and it's not because we're not interested in the fights or the, those particular fighters. It's just that when you're constantly consuming, you're not having time to digest what you're watching before the next one's being shoved down your throat. And it's, uh, well, it's, it's different for American f- fans uh, in that time zone because it's less of a, of a taxing situation, but like, it's just nonstop. So yeah, I, th- I, I, I 100% agree that I'd rather see the quantity come down slightly and the quality go up. Uh, it's been especially annoying when we've seen in recent times now, I could, if with time, I could you could research into it and get the actual event numbers, but I don't have those with me off the top of my head. But there have been sort of very substandard pay per view events. Yep. Um, and I think that's literally just because they're diluting the product too much. They've, they've too much stress on the roster, and the problem is as well, you end up having a roster like they've got at the minute with what six hundred fighters. Yeah, like, not, how, but this how the is, hell is anybody but this supposed is my to get, point? You know, how are you supposed to be invested? But that's my point. And how are you supposed to be invested when there no one's showing you that you're not exposed to these fighters in any way? And that's why I think a feeder system. So yeah. go back to the basics. And that's so my answer to you, you and Lavender. And thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for getting in touch with your questions. Um, and if you want to follow him again, it's at Lavender MMA. Um, I think that for me, what I would like to see is one to two, maybe even three at a push if it's a you know two fight nights and one main event. So one one numbered event every month to six weeks and one 
possibly two fight night cards. But what I want to say is a weekly TV show with the focus just being four fights. You pick four and, fights. And if you did that, you could put vignettes in for the pay-per-view. Upcoming number. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you do it either on, you know, either you know on I ESPN, if that's their if that's their network, or, and it becomes the thing, oh, Friday night. And do you know what you do? You put the vignettes for the fight the next night. You know what I really miss, and I haven't done it in forever, is, do you remember UFC primetime? Oh, they, fuck yeah. Where they used to, like, a really high production, three or four episodes, and the build-up to a big fight. Like, yep. that made things huge. Yeah. But now, like... The countdown shows are good, but they're not episodic, and you just pile them in, and it's 20 minutes, you watch it on YouTube, and it's on to the next one, and it's just because of the way the machine is, you just got to constantly churn out product. But that's what I think that the UFC don't actually grasp yet, and it's one thing that the brass, I think, really should look at, which is, I don't think that they get yet that if you slowly introduce the public to fighters, they will start to gain following. For Because, you know, you'll see a guy, it's like the same thing that happens in The Ultimate Fighter. Whether you like the show or not, you'll see one guy that you go, Hank, that guy's cool. I'm going to follow him this season. You, yeah. know, you know, you do, you naturally find people that you like or don't like and you either want to see the people you don't like get beaten or see the people you do like win. But either way, you'll follow it. Once a week, you do a TV show that is on at nine o'clock and it lasts for an hour and a half. There's four fights every Friday night. They could be pre-recorded, so production's easy. You know, And you know what else, while we're talking about like the logistics of this? Now, it's going to change for us here but it's been all right for the meantime because we get our... The UFC has to deal with a subscription service here uh, with BT Sport. But in, like, if we had to pay pay-per-view prices, we just couldn't afford to keep up no. with the sport without doing it illegally. Like 60 to $75 an it's event. Too much. It's Twice too much a month. Money. Like, it's crazy. And the, that's, that's I think if they did less pay-per-views, they'd probably get much higher buy rates. And that's an interesting point because what that almost ties into my model, which would be if you do that, right, people will not only pay those, but you can make money off advertising on the cards that people will tune in to watch because they're free on ESPN. Yeah. You know, you're going to get, you're going to be able to sell your advertising slots. Yeah. Do you hear um, apparently they're going to try and institute uh, pay-per-view prices for certain big UFC events in the UK? Good fucking yeah. luck with that. Suck my dick. Yeah. Oh, oh, what? Oh, I'm, I'm staying up. I'm already paying for a subscription service to stay up to three o'clock in the morning. Hang uh, on. No, no, no. Three o'clock in the morning is the start, start of the main card. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm just talking about if it's pay-per-view, so it'll be... Pay-per-view is just main card, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, me... Uh, oh, no, so you, so, no, 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 prelims. Well, regardless, that's what... Not one, really prelims. One o'clock in the pass. morning is normal prelims. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and we're going to have to pay the guts of £50 or £40 or whatever for the privilege Suck of that? my beans. Yeah, you can piss right off. This is the thing. is like I've said this before. It's like I don't support the UFC, so I don't pay for the product. Now, you, no, here's the thing. That sounds dodgy. I we I was going to say I. We use your BT Sports subscription, so it isn't, it isn't illegal. But, you know, I personally feel quite good about not supporting it because I don't. I, I watch it because I'm the, like a massive fan, but I do not believe in the way the company operates. No. So I won't support it. Yeah. Good luck getting UK or European fans to, to cough up pay-per-view money on top of a sports subscription price uh, to watch between one and seven in the morning. I think that I think that the, the US though, like they I think more more so even than, than us, this model of What if they just got rid of pay per view in general and just charge more for a subscription pass? service? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I think that the problem is that you know when you've just sold your company I never under, for I never, four and a half billion, you're not you know you're not going to. Yeah, but like, I think people will be far more inclined to spend twenty to thirty quid a month, probably, and get it all. You know, it's all available to you, and they control it. You know, that means the UFC have control over their own product. They don't have standards to meet elsewhere with with t- with TV rights and stuff like that, but. Yeah. Just a thought. You could go round in circles. There is no clear answer. And I think it's very much personal preference, whether it's, you know, too much, not enough. That also depends a lot on where you live as well. And the thing is, you know, that's just UFC. You know, there's Bellator and Ryzen and One and Cage Warriors and oh, there's all sorts. everything else under the sun as well. All it's sorts. just, there's a lot of MMA going on at any given point. True. Um, I personally think that... Uh, they should switch the model, um, is my honest answer, Ewan. So um, one thing I will just highlight before we move on is Ewan did respond as well to Andy's question about nicknames. So um, he said, Ian, the Barn Oil Loveland, uh, Julian, the Cuban Missile Crisis, um, which is Julian Marquez. And how dare you speak of Julian Marquez, friend of the podcast. Um, hopefully, hopefully coming on at some stage. Um, we've been trying to pin him down for that, but uh, hopefully coming on some stage. And uh, James, the James Christ Christ, that's definitely a terrible nickname. Really? Um, See, I think the opposite. I think that's fantastic. Do you? Yeah. I think that's terrible. No, I think that's brilliant. And I don't like the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's too wordy. It's too also, long. oh yeah, but the James Christ isn't. Yeah, that's brilliant. But it's that's literally one word don't less. Care. Well, the right amount right okay of words. so if you went julian cuban missile crisis marquez right that's the same Perfect. amount of words yep just take the, the out right but then <laughs> if you get james james christ christ yep if love you it. take the out love it right well we will debate this we will do a video on this at some stage we have promised it so there you go um the last thing we're going to do before we wrap up for the day is we are going to discuss our picks for of course you can join us in topology for this uh for our picks on us ufc on espn plus one so um the uh the group is growing may i say yes it is we have a group which is the super ad mma show group on topology so topology is a website if you don't know where you can pick fights you get points based on that it's a bit like fantasy mma but there's no money involved it's just and so i just say that we are in no way affiliated with it no although we'd probably quite like to be would like to be, but we are not. It is. A, I, I'm currently a first degree orange belt. You get points for correct, uh, correctly picking the fights. So, um, our group, if you would like to shout out the name there, Mel, is the Super Rad MMA UFC Pick'em. My goodness, come and join us. The group is growing. So, um, I think. Well, we both normally do okay. This last event was my worst one yet. But uh, yeah, mine too. I picked with my uh, with my heart rather than my head with a lot of those fights. BJ Penn, Orlovskin, all on the same card. Just couldn't couldn't resist. It's just yeah, not, not good. So the first fight we're going to talk about here um, is Joanne Calderwood, Majuju, um, and Ariana Lipsky. Um, I personally have picked Calderwood by decision. That is more because I'm a huge fan of the Scotswoman, but... I like her as a fighter. I just don't think she's going to win. She she has been improving and certainly been improving since... Um, this is uh, Lipsky, um, her UFC debut, so I don't really know how she'll do in the big leagues yet. Uh, been fighting in KSW, I believe. Yep. Um good record young number one in Poland just in everything just the number one woman in Poland 
Yeah. <laughs> not even fighting. Just just in general. She's the smartest. My fastest. name is Ariana Lipsky. I number one. Number one. In well, Poland. maybe that's maybe that's a thing because that would be why Joanna does her like big long creepy finger. She yeah. also number one. I see on Twitter. Speaking of Joanna, seems to have had a little bit of enhancement. She's got the fake boobies. She does seem to have some. What kind of? What kind of? Should have sent her because I'm pretty sure she. In the past, has been like, yeah, I don't need big fake tits to be a star. And can't make weight, as it is. Now you've stuck some silicone in there. Has she ever missed weight? No, but she was struggling like fuck. And now she's got... Now she's got fake boobas to worry about as well. Two, what two kind, extra problems. What kind of bees make milk? What type of bees make milk? Mm-hmm. Boobies. Boobies. <laughs> yeah, boobies. Excellent. Yeah, so yeah. I love, I love that, like, bloke, we're just so simple. It's like, boobs. boobs. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, going back to the fight. Yeah, I've picked uh, Lipsky by decision. I think Calderwood is, she can be fairly tough, and she's only really, the only finish I can remember losing was Andrade tapped her, but yes, Andrade yeah. is an absolute I, She taps a lot of people. Monster. So, Yep. Yeah. Um. It's I. I like her kickboxing. Um. I think that it and her experience in the UFC should give her a bit of an edge. Um. But you know, it's it's a t- it's a tough one to call because you know she lost to Cynthia Cavillo. You know, got tapped by Andrade, but you know you can't look too much into that. Um. On topology, everyone seems to be favouring Lipsky. Um. By some margin, but you know it, she is an unproven entity at this stage. Young though. Um. Calderwood, thirty three. So, you know. Definitely in the upper upper years, a veteran, of, I believe, a veteran. Yes, in the upper years of fighting careers generally. But we, you know, that's actually a, that's a good question. We see men fight on really late, right? We've seen men most well, well a lot of men fight on to their late thirties. Some the bigger divisions, some even go on. I was just going to say, in heavyweight, you see them into their early forties, and you see the occasional freak go on to forty-five or even fifty, like Dan Henderson. What what's the crack with women? Do they, what what age do they? I don't know. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's still like what age is home? Thirty eight. No, she's not that old. Are you sure? Early. Yeah, I think she's early thirties. She got divorced, didn't she? Well, she thinks she's in the process of getting divorced. Oh dear, it's um, terrible. Yeah, nobody likes to hear that. It must yeah. be hard, all the same, to be married to a UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah, she's thirty seven, mate. Is she? Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. That is a that is a borderline older lady. A borderline older lady. Once you're at 40, you're an older man and an older lady. Now, I'm not saying you're old. I'd say 37's a fairly old fighter regardless. I wouldn't classify... Especially with her years of experience. Yeah. I'm not sure. I suppose women's MMA has less of a public spotlight on it, Um, obviously. Only sort of being in the the UF, the, you know, the premier event for the last couple of years so I don't know we'll we'll have to see I suppose we'll we'll learn as it happens I can't really think of many older than 37 Marion Renault, she's in her 40s I believe yes yeah 41 I think 40 41 she's a teacher still yeah and there's another woman who she fought recently because I remember saying that this was like the oldest combined age in a fight but I can't remember who it was but anyway so I don't know we'll We'll find out as it as it goes along, but True. yeah, it seems it's an interesting question. Yeah. though. like if I suppose I, because what is it like? 
why why do people decline? fighters yeah why do they decline like a lot like of with it. men it's to do with testosterone normally and and the inability to maintain the muscle but women fighters presumably don't have the same the same yeah. you know hormones would be different a different balance so do they get affected in the same way or not I don't know you know I'm not I'm genuinely not sure don't know do you know what a friend of mine is a doctor I will ask him that yeah about like. You know, do they, does aging hit them in the same way athletically as it does with men, or is it different? I'm curious about this now. Um, Speaking of veterans, Mr. Donald Cerrone. So you can go get some Donald Cerrone. Um, He is fighting Alexander Hernandez, the up and comer, rank number 12. Um, Is this fight a lightweight? It is, yeah. So Cerrone returning to lightweight. Good, good man, where he should be. Um, I do not understand how Alexander Hernandez is the favourite in this fight. Only moderately, but yes. Well, I'll tell you why. Because although I have picked Cerrone by submission nonetheless... um, Same here. I do think that Hernandez... I think the question I have is I do just have this little... like Whenever I was like dialing my submission in, uh, my submission... Of my submission, uh, um, I was uh, I, I did get a little twinge of ah, but there's just that unknown thing where like he could just be a fucking killer, and we don't know it yet because he hasn't fought the people he needs to to prove that. So I do have a little bit of doubt, probably more than I had. Yeah, probably more than I had with Perry, to be honest. I just think Stroney's better everywhere i don't think he's in any way done yet um i think he should have been a lightweight the whole time yep um i i'm not like hernandez is a great prospect i just think this fight's maybe too much a, too soon a bit too much too soon he's only been in the ufc 10 months and you know one of those wins was he absolutely starched Darius. yeah but you know that wasn't really even a fight you know it, you like caught him with like one of the first punches thrown so I, I, I can't pick against Cerrone in this. I think I think it'll probably look pretty similar to the Perry fight. I think there'll be moments on the feet and uh, Hernandez may even take him down. And I just think Cowboy's too good on the mat. You you could well be right. I don't uh, think I don't think Hernandez will particularly want to stand with Cerrone either. No, but the thing that does concern me is that um, Hernandez is like now okay. Cerrone is a black belt in BJJ. Hernandez is, a, I think, a purple or brown belt. Brown belt, I think. But he is apparently fucking ridiculous. Like He's also know, jacked to the tits. Yeah. That I am not fucking convinced that that is Natty, bro. No. He is carrying a Something lot of Something funny muscle. going on. Carrying a lot of muscle for someone who's, who's quite short and lean. You know, he's only 5'9", yeah. you know, and he's literally, as you said, he's jacked to the tits, like, so it's, it's hard to say, but I personally do, I have Serenity by second round submission. I have the exact same pick. Oh, what a, what a shock. Um, next, right, and this is an interesting one, Carl Robertson stepping in, as we talked about, against Glover Teixeira. Now, I see from your computer screen that you have also... The I have gone the exact same, same same way. We watched Robertson fighting not that long ago. Jack Marshman. Yep, and he his one-two, his single pop shot boxing was fucking unbelievable. And I am making a very bold prediction that only... Do, 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 only 27, half, only about 13% of the people are making the same pick as me. I think Robertson starches Glover in yep. the first round. I'm going that way too. The only other way I can see this really going is... Glover tapping him. Glover could tap him. Um, yeah, which a, which would be the smart move. Which would be. Glover hasn't... like His last few fights... I'm just worried he looked, his chin's gone. 
he looked pretty listless against Corey Anderson. Um, and before that, who did he fight before that? Misha Serkinov. That's a year ago. And he got the absolute lip slapped off him by Gustafsson. Uh, well, that was in the fifth round. He was in there for... <laughs> yeah, getting battered. Yeah, for a bit. Not for the full time. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think... Anderson... or Anderson? What are we talking about? Carl Robertson. Um, up at 205. Could have a bit more pop. Same so the, the same sort of size. Like, Glover shouldn't have that much of a size advantage over him. Um... I just think at this point, Robertson's the more refined, explosive striker. And yeah, I would I would worry about Teixeira's uh, ability to take punishment as he is approaching 40. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> still training an American top team, mind you. you know, he's in is a, he though, or has he done that? Is he still like an affiliate where he went and trained in his garage for a while? I would hope not. Yeah. I would hope that he is back. But uh, yeah, Teixeira heavily, heavily favoured. And we could be entirely wrong. He could put up some uh, veteran class and know-how. Yeah, the other thing as well is the odds on this are, are sure to be absolutely ridiculous. We haven't been unable to find odds yet, but we did find 21-4 to 4 for Robertson to win inside the distance. Yeah, which so... Which is fucking... And we're going to start a new thing. It's going to be our... I'm not. I don't know if we call it the bet of the week, lock of the week, lock of the, well, well not, maybe not. Cause it's, it's not a lock. It's, it's, it's sort just, of. It's like the risk of the week. If you you know if you fancy a flutter, yeah, this we're is calling one. It, this could be the upset of the week. It could be the. Or the, no, you could just call it the. This is our fancy a flutter. Fancy a flutter. You fancy a flutter. Fancy throwing some of those hard earned dollars or pounds down, or some euros, or euros, or yen. Maybe, maybe some yen, or the worst type of dollar. Australian? Or if you can find someone that <laughs> the shittest of dollars the shittest in of order, all dollars. Australian, Canadian, American, yeah, Jamaican. Is the Jamaican is the Jamaican dollar not just the American dollar? Uh yes, I know. Okay, uh, I went to Jamaica on honeymoon, and there apparently is Jamaican dollars, but Which they are ju- just made from hemp. Yeah, but they <laughs> but they just use American. They're made from hemp, and but apparently it recycled does recycled dreadlock. <laughs> did all everyone, those stereotypes. Did everyone have dreadlocks there? I've got to say, a lot of people, <laughs> it it did fit most of the stereotypes. Right. Was there reggae music everywhere? Yeah, I thought, you know what, there's no way that they all love Bob Marley. Like, and that's just, that's just, just, that's just bullshit. That's just us projecting, <laughs> you know, like, oh, the, the only guy we knew was Bob Marley. But I swear, Bob Marley was playing <laughs> absolutely everywhere, 24-7. Yeah. I love it. It took me all of literally 35 seconds getting off the plane to be offered weed. So, yeah. It all, Whoa, okay. Yeah, it all rings true. Okay, well, that's that's good for anyone planning to go to uh, so, yeah. Jamaica. Back to our flutter of the week, yeah, or I, fancy a flutter. We're picking, both of us are picking Carl Robertson I for, think the, for the KO slash TKO upset. My, my gut tells me Robertson's going to spark him, but my head, like the logical part of me is saying that Teixeira should be able to take him down, use his jiu-jitsu, and fucking tap Robertson. Because Robertson, to be fair, has been tapped. He got tapped by Cesar Ferreira, and if you don't think that Glover Teixeira is better than Cesar Ferreira, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. So, uh, you know, there is danger for Robertson on the ground, but I would imagine that uh, that... Glover will be smart enough to try that. It's just whether or not he can get him there. He's a big, strong boy. Uh, next up, uh, the internet's favourite fight ever, I think. Um, 
for for well, I can't think of any reason why it would be. Um, twelve gauge Paige Van Zant against Rachel Ostovich. Um, I have gone for Van Zant by decision. I do worry that Ostovich she does have handy enough wrestling, but her record has been too inconsistent for me to pick. Uh, I pick think Ostovich is pretty terrible. Um, and I've also gone Van Zant by decision. I think the only threat Ostovich has is a submission off her back, but I think this stays at kickboxing range, and Van Zant lights her If she fights smart, lights her up from the outside. Uh, yeah, and we've seen that she carries power in the later rounds, uh, a la, uh, was Beck Rowling she finished in the third, was it? Page, that is. Yeah, with the, but the other thing too is, front kick. is this not her first fight back since multiple arm surgeries too? True, she has not fought in a year. Well, I mean, that's that's a considerable that's time. That's not that long, though. I thought it was... Well, she's fought once in the last two years. That's not a lot. And she lost both. <laughs> she did. Well, I still favour Paige in this. Um, both of these women are uh, slightly overrated. And probably not because of their fighting ability. Uh, well, Paige Van Zandt certainly overrated. Um, Rachel Ostovich haven't seen enough yet in the UFC, but I, yeah, I mean, I definitely would imagine that. Hang on a minute, actually, holy shit! Like most of her fights have been in the UFC, and well, you know, well, she was in the Ultimate fighter. fighter. Holy shit, balls! So, I like, didn't know they counted as official fights. That's what I was wondering there. It's like to say they count, but apparently they do. It must have been in that season, because usually they don't. They count as exhibition fights. Maybe it depends on like what athletic commission were you know overseeing it or whatever. Um, Jose Benavidez, Dustin Ortiz, two. Um, I'm going Benavidez decision. Benavidez decision. We've we've said this many times. Benavidez beats everyone, uh, not named Mighty Mouse essentially, or Cejudo. He, yeah, he lost to Sergio Pettis. That was a that was the misnomer. That was the uh, yeah. But he looked great uh, last time out when he absolutely battered Alex uh, Perez. Yeah, he looked phenomenal. Um, Dustin Ortiz is just I would not like if you're in that division, you just don't want to fight him. He just quietly goes about his business, taking names. Yeah, he's nasty for for everyone. Super he's well beat Pantoja. Yeah, beat Sandoval. Like he's fucking good. Like he's oh, just, he's 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 you know. He's been about. He's great everywhere. I just don't think he's elite, and I think you got to be pretty elite to beat Jose Benavidez. It must be nice for Benavidez all the same, because like when he's fighting, it's three rounds that he doesn't have to hear the shrill pitch of Megan O'Leary's voice. Ouch! It must be nice. Hi, I'm Megan O'Leary. Like I like <laughs> genuinely, she makes me like I. Oh. But yeah, we don't have room in the UFC for Jimmy Smith. Yep. Um, speaking of which, we didn't talk about that, um, but we can get to that in a sec. Uh, the no, next fight... Just, just do it now. Okay, so Jimmy Smith, he didn't get back with the UFC. Which saddens me greatly. Me too. Um, tell me this, was this just a dick move by the UFC to fuck with Bellator? No, I think... I don't know. I don't know what the hell went on there. Yeah, we're keeping Megan O'Leary and Karen Bryant and... Oh, fuck Karen Bryant as Paul well. Felder. And, and, well, no, he's okay. Really, I am not a fan of Felder and commentary. You just get annoyed by him because of his lip. Yeah, where is it? Where is his lip? He doesn't have one. There's too much space between it's his nose such, and his teeth without why one. That's why he's such a good fighter. Just, he he literally had them slapped off at one point. That must be what it is. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Brendan the, Fitzgerald will keep. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's ter- he is truly He terrible. is turd. He is turd. Um, he's not quite as annoying as Megan O'Leary, though. But... I just the the UFC now seem to just want to fill all the commentary rules with ex fighters, which I can see the merit of, but 
I think there's al- there's always room for a uh, broadcasting professional such as Jimmy Smith, uh, and it's a real shame to see someone of that knowledge, with, or sorry, with that knowledge and that you know that caliber and that personality be be let go. But he, to their detriment, will be another promotion's benefit. Um, we'd like to see him. I don't know if he's burnt bridges with Bellator or not. Um, but there's you know like we keep saying there's one rising KSW. This, that, and the other. I'm sure he'll f- land on his feet somewhere. True. Um, next fight, Gregor Gillespie. Highly, highly touted. Well, I suppose you have to call him a prospect, really, just due to who's fought. But um, rank number 22 at the moment. He's actually older than Yancey Medeiros? Yes, he's fighting Yancey Medeiros. Which, so here's my very, very quick thoughts on this. Gillespie has Uno way to win, um, which is absolutely wrestle-fucking Medeiros. Medeiros has, or sorry, no, wrong way around. Gregor has a host of ways to win. He can wrestle, fuck him. He could possibly tap him. He could finish him on the ground with TKO. Um, but to me, Medeiros only has one shot, and it is to catch him, catch him coming in. Yeah. Um, and I'm I just go- don't think he's going to. No, I'm going Gillespie. I'm going submission. I'm going decision. I don't think he taps Medeiros. Medeiros is pretty slick on the ground. Yeah, no, I think he I think he taps him, but I think he taps him late. I'm going round three. I think okay. he just wears him down. Um, lots of ground work. Uh, I think we, he takes away, you know, like you said, I think Yancey Medeiros' way to win is with that big shot on the feet. And I think Gillespie will negate that. How can someone out. be a heavy favourite, but the other person be a moderate underdog? Fuck the bookies. Like, how much can you rig it? Do you know what I mean? Like, if someone's yeah. a heavy favourite, the other person's a heavy underdog. Yeah. Well, Bullshit. Well, no, because they're, they're literally viewing it the way we do. They're like, nah, he's got, he's got a... He does have a path to victory. Um, the next, uh, which is our co-main... And whoever wins this should win the title of UFC's worst tattoos. Yeah, um, the everyone's favourite woman beater, Greg Hardy. Um, Versus Alan... Pretty boy Crowder. Now I'm so, looking at a picture of him here. He's not pretty. This is an ironic nickname, folks. He's uh, well. I mean, I am looking at a picture of him as well. But the picture I'm looking at, he has one eye looking at you and one eye looking at me. It's one eye, one eye looking at you and one eye looking for you. True that. Um, thing that yeah, that's actually a good point. Like Rachel Ostovich, we talked about this in the podcast last week. She yet again jumped to the defense, like being like, "Look, everyone needs to stop making a big deal about Greg Hardy being on this card." Because yes, there has been allegations of. Uh, domestic abuse and domestic assault with Greg Hardy um, and obviously Rachel Stwitch sadly on the receiving end of, of some pretty extreme violence from her her husband um, but uh, you know Greg Hardy the UFC don't give a shit they're, they're going to continue to, to put him on the cards wherever so you know anyone you know if you don't want to you know, if you don't want to pick up what the FC's putting down, just don't tune in because this is going to he is going to continue to be around for a while because he has already gained a lot of hype. To be fair And he, he's going to batter Alan Crowder pretty badly. He to be fair, it's his his athleticism is fucking ridiculous. Oh uh, yes hateful human probably great fighter at this or well potentially great fighter. Well maybe not great fighter, but just based on athleticism potentially and explosive great. movement alone. He's only thirty. You know, he's got he's got the guts of ten years to get this figured out. Yeah, six five and cuts to two sixty five. That's it. I mean, that's a, a big, athletic, big boy. Yeah, good friggin' luck. Uh, this isn't getting out of the first. This isn't getting out of the first two minutes. No. One would hope. Um, it's got to be Hardy by KO. 
Uh, that's, this I have, this is a showcase. I have Hardy, KO, round one. Um, Fair play to the 11% of people. You're who, picking Crowder. They're, picks, they're just going, I don't want them uh, to yeah, win. I'm, I'm picking them out of principle. Um, yeah, and our main event um, is Suhudu versus Dillashaw. Um, I have picked Suhudu by decision. As have I. Have we picked in entirely the same? It does seem that way, and just in case anybody thinks that, like we, like we did not, we pick do this together. separately. Like, and we then, did not pick yeah. together, so um, we know we're normally pretty similar, bar one or two. Um, but like that, yeah. I mean, we've, we're clearly just turning into station from Bill and Ted. You know, the the yeah. little creature that goes from two into one. Just <laughs> imagine how large we'd be. Your height, my width. It's a big person. As large presence, as a giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd, obviously, you know, you'd have two put together. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Would you um, rather have? Yeah. Well, like a like a really long skinny one or like a really short fat one? Is that was that what you were gonna ask? No, I was gonna say would you rather have like one like comically massive dong or two too large just no, like on the large. oh no scale. like one comically large comically yeah. large like so big you couldn't use it no yeah because like that's that's when you'd just be like if someone's slabbering it you'd just be like yeah well and, and what you just bust your dick out and just be like and what just club them what are you going to say now you're going to say nothing you say just, fucking nothing just club them yeah just do what the DC did the Stipe yeah, he is, must be packing an absolute How much hog. do you have to be packing the fucking like? So, to those who don't know, DC played or Stepe played a prank on DC. DC's response was just to go and just show him his show Stepe's dick and just go. That's a real man, son. Just get it out. Yeah. That's it. Just, just literally bust a hog out and just go. There you go. If uh, this is who this is who you're fucking with, you're fucking with a real man. The, I reckon that that, was, yeah. that's when he won the fight. He was doing that to the heavyweight champion of the world at the time. That's what he like, just your dick, his dick must out. be massive. If you yeah. just go up to the heavyweight champion of the world and like. Look at this. <laughs> look just, at, look, look, just look at just this. Look. This is you know you're in trouble, pal. You only need to look at this. Do you wonder why I struggle with my weight cut down to two hundred five? It's this, mate. It's this. It's just this. I it's, can't. I can't get the weight off me. It's got a couple of kilos of water weight in it. Yeah, just 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 holding water. Yeah, it all pulls there when I'm cutting weight, <laughs> and then it just hangs really low. That's why the towel's there. That's why they had to get the towel out. Two, just hung, hangs literally between his toes. Two towels, just all the way to the ground. He needs the. The hoop curtain, which the females have. I just imagine it. And John Jones has gone for yet another single leg on DC. Oh, he's let I it go. I think <laughs> it's a single leg. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's let it go. John Jones shooting in for the triple leg takedown. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, DC using the tripod defense there. <laughs> he's posting. <laughs> <laughs> he's framing up. He's got it he's stuck between yeah. the cage. Oh, dear. Um, so, yes. Yeah, back to this rather important main event. So, so, who do, so here's, right. First of all, I've picked Suhudo by decision. I don't think Suhudo makes weight. Suhudo doesn't make weight? Yeah. Yep. Big call. I don't think so. I think that... I uh, think they both make weight. Yeah, quite probably, but I just have this feeling that... And I think TJ looks like a... Like, a, like, he, like he does now. Like an extra from Philadelphia. TJ looks like he's rolled out of Auschwitz onto the skills. He really does. He looks... He, like... He looks like what I imagine you look like once you finish your fast for Ramadan. Worse. How long is that fast? I love that. I love you with the degree in theology and you're looking at me being like, I don't have a fucking clue. I don't know. How long do you fast but for? You know, it's, I thought oh, it's, it's only it's sundown, sundown to sunset, sunset isn't yeah, it? I'll so Google you, that right. Okay, so that's... that's so the second the sun's down, you can pig some? No, is there not like a, like a pilgrimage they do where they fast? Or is that just pilgrimage? I'm not sure. Well, How long pil- do you fast for pilgrim? 
three-day pilgrimage. No, that's just a pilgrimage. I've just Googled a pilgrimage. But, well, pilgrimage range, do they not? That's just a term for... Yeah, to do to what you're doing. Yeah. To, like, walking somewhere for, like, a holy purpose or whatever. Okay, right. Well, that was the wrong example then. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's not looking great. And... Suhujo looks like... Yes, but he's he, he struggled to make weight. Do you know what I mean? Suhujo has missed weight on a number of occasions. He hasn't missed it. I think, he, I think it was... Early in his UFC run, he struggled with weight and he went up and to bantamweight and he came back down. But I think they've ironed out the creases and he's uh, he hasn't really had too much issues with it recently. So uh, I am going to have to um, I'm going to have a look and see. Yeah. So yeah. In light of this and his history of making weight, so Sahudo was uh, he got pulled from he missing weight. Scott Jorgensen, was forced out of it, and then it was cancelled. Um, He's missed weight twice, right? That's but not that's in the a UFC. Lot. He's missed it once in the UFC. No, he hasn't missed it. He no. has. He missed it. He missed it. Um, it's the two I have here, he missed at Legacy. So this last two fights before the UFC, he missed weight facing Scott Jorgensen on August thirtieth, two thousand and fourteen, UFC one seventy seven. Did he due fight to, Scott Jorgensen? Due to medical issues on the day of weigh-ins, quote unquote, he was forced to pull out. Oh, the bout. fight was cancelled. Yeah, oh, but okay, that was right. it. Was all a fucked up weight cut. Um, so he was pulled and then sent up to bantamweight. Um, in fairness, that's five years ago. Like I well, think, I, I think it. I think they've got it sorted now. Like he hasn't missed. Weight, yeah, since. Yeah, he's, he's went to flyweight. He's been fighting a flyweight since March 2015, and he's fought how many times? Three, four, eight fights on the bounce without weight issues. I think he's fine. Fair enough. I just have this feeling because everyone's focused on uh, uh, TJ. It just seems like, you know, it's like an MMA gods thing to happen. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not based on anything other than the fact he looks massive, um. But as you say, you know they 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 could have it figured out, um. But I don't know. Everyone seems to be convinced that Dillashaw is going to miss weight, and I just don't think he gets as far I, as he gets now. With and think, then I misses, think I don't think he's going to miss weight. I just think he's going to deplete himself so badly making the weight. Do you know what might be crazy is how much he fucking reinflates after this? Because if he has been doing. Presumably a month or two of like super I think restricted it, I think he'll only get back up to about 135. Like I think that's probably close to what he's walking around at now. Maybe slightly less. Mm. Like there's only so much weight he can put on. Especially like because there's they're, they're smaller weight class as well. That's a, a larger percentage. Larger percentage of their overall body weight. Yeah. True. Um, I I think that Sahudu's wrestling is just too much for Dillashaw. Um, and my look, I think it's the movement. As so well. that's what I was going to say. Is here's the thing, right? MMA math does not work. We knew this, but I'm going to do my best to apply it here. <laughs> um, Mighty Mouse got beaten by Suhudu, and Mighty Mouse would fucking destroy Dillashaw. I think he'd destroy him at 125 points. Yeah, at 125, yeah. I'll, I'll maybe not. Dest- I think it's competitive, but I don't think I would. I, f- I would favor Mighty Mouse. Um, so yeah, be you know based on. The MMA math and logic, yes. The guy, the guy who beat the guy who you'd feed. So who do just beat the greatest of all time? He did. Like that's it. You know what I mean? Like that's you know the when you beat when you beat one fighter, that doesn't necessarily mean everything. But when you beat the greatest of all time, 
It's a real shame we'll never get that trilogy fight. It is. One each. I think deserved. we needed it. Yeah. We do, we do. But to be fair, cross-promotion seems to be more of a thing these days, so we'll see. I think Cejudo's uh, cardio is too good. I think that... Um, oh, a dog appeared. Our little chihuahua has just appeared in here somehow. Um, I think that Cejudo's wrestling is just too much for him, and I think that he ekes a decision. Yeah, I think there'll be moments I could see TJ dropping him. I could see TJ being, a, you know big stand-up threat. Yeah, and people sleep on uh, Cejudo's boxing as well. Like, he's a Golden Gloves champion. You yeah, know, he's a champ. Yeah, he's real technical stand-up. Uh, obviously, TJ has great technical stand-up, but it's more unorthodox movement. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think TJ will be, you know, a massive threat in the early rounds if he carries the power with him. Um, but I think Cejudo overtakes him. And, and wins a close decision. You could well be correct on that. Um, I would much rather have seen this fight at 135, but yeah. alas, here we are. If you have enjoyed today's show, and that's only if, because we get it. Maybe you don't like us. Maybe you don't like the show. That's absolutely fine. Maybe Kudos to you if you don't like us and you've yeah. got, what, two hours in? Well, maybe we don't like you. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever thought about that? But you know what would make me like you? If you got onto patreon.com forward slash MMA and helped support the show so we could keep bringing it to you. Yeah. something like that or if you went to I don't know say plukamedia.com um, checked out our apparel line yeah there's some tasty t-shirts um, which you can see if you've been eating t-shirts again Mel they are they're delicious um, <laughs> do not consume t-shirts but uh, if you go to our Instagram at palukajitsu which is our apparel line you can see some of those tasty tasty t-shirts deadly dope tees and hoodies and hoodies. You're going to need them. At the end of the day, it is cold for another few months. It is. supposed to get a whole bunch colder here. Uh, I think as the train conductor was having a discussion with us yesterday. Yep. Uh, snow is heading our way. Yeah, apparently so. I have friends of mine are in Greece. Hello, Maddie. Hello, Grace. Um, and they, uh, they have been experiencing a very, very, very powerful amount of snow in Greece, of all places. So. I was about to say, that's... Good skiing in Greece. Yeah, well, the Greeks, you know, that's what they're known for. It. Bad weather and ouzo. Yeah, that's <laughs> they all they're it. known for. Um, of course, as always, you can like, share and subscribe. The biggest thing that you can do, and it's completely free to help us out, is to send a tweet to your friend that likes MMA and you get them to check us out. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You know, Give us a review. Um, all that stuff means a lot to us. It really does help us grow the show. One thing that we've set out to do this year is really try and, and, and expand the amount of listeners that we get. We really... You know, we, we, we're enjoying this and we the more interaction we've been getting, the more fun we've been having with this. And, you know, one of the biggest things we set out to do this year was just make it more, less personal. So like, or, sorry, more personal where it's like, just, just be ourselves more instead of trying to follow a script. And, you know, we, we literally, what we do is we just set out talking points and we just talk. You know, we don't, we don't sort of script most things. So we hope that that comes across. And if you do enjoy it, you know, please, please feel free to like, share, subscribe and all that good stuff. Again, the links for us, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash MMA. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at MMA. You can find us on Instagram at Paluka Media and at Paluka Jitsu for the clothing line. Um, and again, palookamedia.com is our website. So that is it from me. I'm Jack Aaron Stoops. Mel Brown, do you have anything you wish to add before we depart for our lovely listeners no just don't eat stay sleazy stay sleazy peace guys